Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to the most special episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What is up, homie? Uh, what is up? I am super glad to be here. A momentous occasion today. This is um, really one of my favorite podcasts I've ever I've ever get gotten the pleasure to start recording. You know, hmm. uh, the top twenty five Star Wars characters. Top 25 favorite Star Wars characters. Very important distinction. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what we think are the best characters, but who resonates with us on emotion, on an emotional level, on a, on a level that just speaks to us. Who, who Who's doing that for you? And uh, we've got 75 other characters in part one through three. Uh, you know, we did 100 through 76, 75 through 51, and 50 through 26, and thus we are here. At the top twenty-five, and now I understand. If you're like, I don't really give a shit what your other what your other episodes have. This is the top twenty-five. Then I'd say to you, come on, man, it's Star Wars. You know, there's more than twenty-five characters we can talk about for a while. You would be surprised at how many big, big names are very low. There are that many characters in Star Wars where it's you get to, you get to the fifties and sixties, and it's still main characters of properties every mm-hmm. once in a while. I think just... at this point, there's maybe there's definitely one character that like no one knows that's in my top twenty five. It kind of it's like an, no one knows of it, but I'm pretty sure like every other name, everyone knows like these people. Um, I'm Almost so like, interested what that one is because I know I know some circumstance around it, but I still have no idea who you're talking about, which is just yeah. um ah, just uh the only like part of the novels that I've like read, like and actually like kind of gone into because uh-huh. of how beautiful this character was. And everything. Okay. Okay. Um so so yeah. Um Fuck, I wanna know so bad. I'm so excited. Okay. He's number twenty, I'll give you that. Um, all right, all right. My number twenty yeah. is a pretty good one, so we'll, we'll we'll definitely get there. Let's start with twenty-five, though. Let's get into the top twenty-five, and this is where uh, I start with just a real like. I, this is the one that I wanted to be top twenty-five so bad, mm-hmm. uh, and it, you know, like maybe isn't a twenty top twenty-five, but that's why he's at twenty-five. Uh, Cobb Vanth mm, Want, okay. wanted him to be in my top twenty-five so bad. Let's go. I was like, uh, I love that man so. Uh, and only two appearances under his belt, you know, so this is a really strong, strong two appearances for me. I loved him. You can only uh, go up from here. And the Mandalorian season two premiere, you know, that was Mm. such a great way to kick off the season. Mm. As soon as he took off his helmet, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, baby, I'm in. Mm. Uh, And, you know, you get more and more Cobb Vanth and their interaction in in the most recent episode of uh, 
uh, appearance by Cobb Vanth in the second to last episode of the Book of Boba Fett, if I remember correctly, episode six. Alive or conscious, anyways. Yes, um, yes. You know, he did. He did get a little bit of a flash there at the end of uh, the Book of Boba finale, but. You know, his interactions with Din again, the way he was there to protect the people of Freetown and warding off the, the spice trade single-handedly. Bully, you know. I didn't take you for one to stand down for bullies. He, you know, that smile there, Mando, lets you get away with anything. <laughs> uh, 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 he's so smooth. So Western. Like, is, so, that a, uh, is that a Naboo starfighter? Uh, yeah. Just like, like uh, think it through. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I just love his lines, dude. Every time he's on screen, it's electric. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait for more Cobb Banth content. And uh, hoping maybe he, Cad Bane's hat finds a head mm. with uh, with our boy Cobb here. Mm. Mm. Okay, fair. Like, uh, I ne- I've never really thought about that. Like, whenever they say who better to lead, um, you know, like, who else but us and then it pans to the mods and black or and then you know all them didn't even think like yeah who's chilling in the back to tank like at the palace who's like the boss kind of you know that was boba's you know that's and who's who's second to go in there black or hasn't gone in there cat like Cobb's. i think right cobb banth would be a really great person to lead tatooine or at least govern it to a degree you know uh oh, from do Sheriff what he was doing Freetown, for freetown but freaking, on a wide scale what would you call what would you call this like blank of tattooing? What would you like what would his title be? Is Cobb or would it would magistrate? it be tattooing or would it be like just like Moss Espa or like would it be the Moss Espa and Pelgo territories? Like I'm sure like he probably wouldn't be recognized as the leader of tattooing. Yeah, because like the Dune C, I would I would assume or, uh, like Maybe he... he's just like the Grand Marshal. Hmm. Like that's just kind of what like he's just like the marshal, but for everywhere. Yeah. Uh <laughs> That's kind of what I want from him. Because, you know, I don't want him to be, like, leading necessarily. I want him to keep doing what he was doing, but on Mm. a bigger scale. uh, (laughs) With deputies he can trust, not like fucking Scott. He's basically just a bounty hunter, but a marshal. You know, like, he's just, like, he goes around just taking all these bad names out, you know? Like, the top dogs. Like, I'm down cleaning the streets of Tatooine. You know, like, yeah. Give me, give me, give me more. Um, give me Cobb that's a, that's Bain, a great way to maybe. kick off the top twenty-five. Um, yes, I had, to, I had to. This man, this man's the shit. Mine, my character that had to make the top twenty-five was Ronan. Um, mm. It was just the Visions episode that just caught me by surprise. Um, from the first viewing, I instantly knew, like, holy shit, this was an episode. Like, this was a Star Wars experience right here. Mm. And the concept of Ronan's character alone, just just the flash of all those kyber crystals, like that alone, and just, uh, just the way the whole episode panned out, like he was badass enough, didn't have to even like say a word. Dude is just like I don't know, like I love this character, I attached to it, and like eat now, like learning like the backstory and like more the more about him, you know that I that I learned, it just like enhances his character and like. More on that in part three. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. Love uh, love this character. It's the Visions episode that I go back to all the time. A comfort episode for sure. Um, I, I watch that episode all the time. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, my my version of that is the Village Bride, but that uh, mm-hmm. that's why I included F early on, and mm-hmm. uh, I think part two. But uh, 
yeah, he had to make my top twenty-five. So love that for you, man. No, yeah, that's a he's an he's an just an astounding character, and mm-hmm. I think uh, if if you're into the reading the novel side of things, like Ronan is absolutely worth the read. Like it's a uh, it was the first Star Wars book I've read in a couple years, and it's how I kicked off my twenty twenty two readings. Uh, and it was a good place to start. I absolutely loved it. But uh, that's a good 25. That's a couple good 25s. Cobb, Vanth, and Ronan. That's a good mm-hmm. way to kick off a top 25. And just all these positions are going to be fucking awesome. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. But with that, we'll hit my 24. This is one that I anticipate to be uh, a great deal higher in your top 25. But uh, this is this is where I have Count Dooku. Mm. <laughs> and I, I I know he'll be way, he'll be much later for you in this episode, but uh, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, Dooku. I always always loved the character, you know, and uh, he's always been top twenty five. He's never left, you know, never one where I was like, I forgot about. Always one of the coolest characters to come to mind, you know. Every time mm. you're thinking about the coolest Force users in the galaxy, how are you not thinking of Count Dooku? Uh, the, the the curved hilt, the he's clean the, with it. The presence, effortlessly, the, just, just mm-hmm. being who he is is just like badass as fuck. The freaking, the freaking, the stance. You know how he holds, yes. how he just holds it to his side. He's he just holds like it to his side. Mm. He like if you if you play Battlefront two, you know he just like does it mm. like it's like fencing, and it's just like because he the actually fuck? fences in real life. Dude's an actual badass. I'll I'll get to him. Um, let me save. Let me save my Dooku. Um, <laughs> for, yeah, Dooku, uh, for, though, man. And, and you know, this is a this is one that I didn't feel pressure to put super high because I knew <laughs> how much you love Dooku. Uh, <laughs> and it's also one that, uh, you know, I'm only starting to appreciate more and more story wise recently. You know, uh, within the last couple years, uh, his whole his whole arc and just uh i'm I'm really excited to read like jedi lost that's going to be coming up on my one of my readings soon mm-hmm. just because uh the the idea of dooku falling to the dark side and asajj ventress becoming his apprentice is all really dope to me but you know i just read masters and master and apprentice where qui-gon and uh it's about qui-gon and obi-wan and dooku's not a big part of that but he mm-hmm. uh it's about Qui-Gon remembering his relationship with Dooku and he's uh he's going to aid one of Dooku's other Padawans, Rael Avaros, who uh was a lot like Dooku in that he didn't really agree with all the Jedi and the same thing happened the same thing happened with Qui-Gon, you know, like Dooku inspires a healthy degree of uh skepticism and I think it's a really really important mm. trait uh to have if you're in the Jedi Council and uh that's why I really always fucked with Count Dooku. Mm. Oh yeah, he's a he's a boss. Um, but I'll uh, I'll save it. I'll move on to uh, my my twenty four. Already mentioned by you is uh, Cad Bane. Um, mm. He's he's Space Rick Sanchez. Um, the the whole kit, his the way he conducts himself, the voice, and now we got him in live action, dubstep, last breath. Um, I like just so many cool things like about him. He's still so, alive. Uh, pretty much no doubt in my mind. I built a, I built a, a head cannon around Cad Bane's death since last we t- well, last we spoke of him. Mm. Uh, 
so I, I ran with your transmitting thing mm-hmm. and uh, the space Rick Sanchez thing. Incredibly important. Uh, I'd be willing to bet. He's got a fail safe for everything, man. He's got, I bet we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we talked about Django Fett. I'd bet Cad Bane has clones of himself. And is able to is able to upload his consciousness into into another Cad Bane body. Uh, I could just see it happening. It feels so right for Cad Bane. That is uh, so fucking cool. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think it will happen, and I don't think, uh, and I, I don't even know, frankly, if it's something that should happen. But he, one of his like bases was at a Cam- like abandoned Kaminoan facility. Come, oh, dude, oh, dude. Dude, he's alive. One he way got hired. Like, he got hired by yeah. uh, Lama Sue mm-hmm. while Phoenix Shand was hired by Nala Say. So, a, like, is there a potential of an army of Cad Bane's at one point? Maybe he. Remember when I said, uh, like, Django Fett must have been that dude in the galaxy to be like picked. You know, because that was like, part of what that was part of what built my theory. Yeah, but then I, and then I was like, wouldn't it be epic if we had an army of Cad Bane's? <laughs> And, like, what if he can activate multiples of himself, you know, at, at once? That, oh, man. I get, uh, it's just, it's just something. Now, the, the problem becomes the transference of consciousness, you know? We've only seen it mm. accomplished by Emperor Palpatine, but maybe that's where he figured out how to do it. What if this whole time there's just been multiple Cad Banes running around and that's how he has this legendary status. Is that like, yeah. how is he doing all of these things? And it's just like, he just has like eight. He has clones of himself. himself. You know, like there's just 18 of them or something, you know, like it's not too big of a number where it's obvious that it's a clone army, but like still small enough to where it could be spread out throughout the galaxy and not like seen. And well, and that's like, the thing is that I could see him having like five copies of himself. Right. And like they're all just sitting, sitting in storage, and that's what that tra- that's what that transmitter was. Just oh, beep, 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 even cooler. Beep. Maybe he has to stay in one the whole time. You know, like it doesn't work with multiple. But mm-hmm. instead of traveling, he just like falls asleep and like goes, you know, wherever he is, and then wakes up at like the other point in the galaxy. And that's just how he's so quick. Is that he's just like Damn. bam, he can just. Beep. Like instantly teleport basically across the galaxy. And he's got that and he's got like he's had beef with clones, right? You know, he's got that line where he's like, Clones, once you figure one of them out, you figure all of them out. Dude. Like that could be such a killer setup line. Uh I I just think that like I, I don't think it will happen, but I think it would be a really cool thing to expand on in like uh in like comic books. I think that would be a really cool comic book idea. Uh, hmm. I don't know that we'll get that in animation or anything like that, but uh, that blinking light know. it means something though. Like they wouldn't put it in there if it didn't mean anything. It's going to relate to something, um, whether if it, it he is dead and it was just a final transmission that he you know a final you know once he's dead this has to happen sort of thing. Like it could just be that you know it, it doesn't mean he's alive. Yeah. So uh, you know I'm I'm full like if, if he is dead. Um, I think they did it beautifully. Um, I I don't really have any trouble with with the way they did it. Um, and uh, but yeah, I think I thought oh, it was a, a great send off. Bring him into live action to you know to, to send him off as an old man. And who else to do it than than Boba? You know, so right, right. No, dude, that was a fifty one spot difference. Wow, which is the second biggest or er, 
it's the third biggest behind Arcassian Andor and uh but yeah, Cad Bane. Mm. That was a good one. I haven't mentioned the other one yet. We'll we'll have to get there. The other couple that could mm. be potentially as big as that. And this is one of them. My 23. Uh, Poe Dameron. Where'd you have Poe Dameron? Let's see. I feel oh, like it was 73. 73, yep. Yep, 50. 50 mm. spots here. So Cad Bane's just one one larger mm. difference than uh, than Poe Dameron. So that's interesting. You know, you had Cad Bane at that part of the list. <laughs> I had Poe Dameron up here. You had Poe Dameron at that part of the list. And hmm. yeah, wow. interesting. Uh two characters we hold in the exact opposite esteem. Uh, but uh, I really I did, love Poe. Yeah, I did just see like a clip of Poe. Um, and it was like whenever they were like, a, a, a so, or a, um, what, what was the word they used? Like a single um, X-Wing is coming in. It's an attack formation, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and they're like, ah, oh, a single one. What can they do? And then Poe just freaking goes off and takes oh, all dude, the guns so out. Badass. And, uh, so I don't know. I I, I kind of do feel bad for for putting him down low, uh, like that low, because uh, he is like he is the pilot of the sequels. Like like Hera no, no. and Poe Dameron. Like those are the pilot. Like they're the pilots. You know, like uh, mm. that that are just you can't like. What can you hate about him? I guess he was involved in Spice. Interesting. Spice Trader. Hmm. Used to uh, used to run some spice. Which is uh, which is real interesting. Yeah, I uh, oh, and if he ran Spice, is there any chance we see a young Poe Dameron somewhere in these post Return of the Jedi? Stuff? That's what I was thinking. And and who was the the helmet like his lady Zori Bliss? Yeah, like what if someone like, who probably would have made my top one hundred had I remember her? Kind of a mod ish too. Like uh, seeming, I don't like know, it. like something. I don't. Was she a different? Was she human or was she a different? Yeah, she uh, was human, just wearing a wearing a suit. Mm. Man, that'd be kind of cool. Get a young Poe and young hmm. Poe and Zori Bliss, maybe. Uh, but that's the thing. I just like I want some more of those sequel trilogy characters. I think there's like uh, I think there's a really good opportunity for Disney like to it, at least enhance those stories. You know, hmm. there's a lot of people who don't don't like them at all. And maybe those fantastic actor too, like fantastic actors across the board. Uh, And Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac is Poe Dameron's fucking fantastic. And, uh, you know, he is the lead of a Disney plus series on Marvel. So, I mean, like, I can't imagine he'd be like, I won't do that for Poe Dameron. You know what I'm saying? But he Uh, will be Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, he would, uh, I think he'd be glad to return as Poe. Like I, yeah. I feel like he's proud of Poe. Um, I feel I, mean, like, I, I, feel like, I would be. I like played it super well. I would be um, too. It just kind of sucks that he like, uh, like the rise of Skywalker. He doesn't really have an arc. He's just kind of mm, there the whole time, which kind of sucks. Uh, but I really did fuck with his arc in the Last Jedi, and I really, really grew to love him in the Force Awakens. You know, getting introduced to him early on was mm. fantastic, and. Uh, but yeah, pretty much across character. the board for these characters, The Last Jedi is one of my favorite appearances, if not my favorite. But uh, uh yeah, Poe Poe and and The Last Jedi was strong for me. But yeah, that's my, uh, uh, that's my twenty three. My twenty three, um, almost rounding out the uh, the Rebels crew. This is where Kanan 
uh, Kanan Jars falls for me. Very glad he's top twenty-five for you. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No way that uh that these two rebels people weren't making my top twenty-five. Um, like this, Kanan, like his whole storyline. Where I don't know, just like he starts with his lightsaber, like in two pieces to hide. You know that the fact you know he's a Jedi, so you instantly know like this dude's been through Order sixty-six. Like, damn, you know, like he made it through. Like that's cool. Um, and then you know, like the way. He trains Ezra. He's very, you know, very wise, but but not, you know, he doesn't follow the Jedi Order like to a T. You know, he Man. doesn't. He, he's not, you know, whatever. Um, he, he trains Ezra like in a in a very, you know, just nice way, a very well, natural. Well, that's the thing way. is that it's it it's so interesting that he we see his last time with Jedi mm. in the Bad Batch. I was a kid. He was yeah. he was probably Ezra's age, maybe even younger. Like, so he definitely didn't become a Jedi master. He definitely didn't, he didn't even become a Jedi knight, you know, technically mm. he was still mm-hmm. a Padawan. And Damn. I think, uh, I think it's a really interesting perspective to have someone who didn't become a master within the order mm. to become a master outside of it. I think it's really important to them becoming a really good master and mm. to create their own relationship with the force as Kanan did. And uh, it's oh, yeah, his story is just fantastic. And uh, him losing his sight, and then having mm. to go through all that, like learning through Bendu, uh, which was which was super cool. Um, and then I don't, just the whole relationship, the family, um, you know, Kanan and, and Hera, Kanan and Ezra. Um, it's just ah, uh, I don't know. And Kanan I, trained Sabine in the dark saber and mm-hmm. stuff, like. And now look at that. Look at that apprentice tree now. Hold up. Uh, if if we're going Mace Windu, uh, Depa Bilaba, Kanan Jarrus, Sabine Wren, Din Djarin, that's hard. Mm. Damn. True. Maybe Grogu in there. Maybe Possibly in there. Sabine be doing that. Well, I, and then know. I think the other branch, you know, Kanan, Ezra, Grogu. Mm, there uh, that's yeah 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 that's better that's better uh the mandalorian trains the mandalorian the jedi trains the jedi yeah, yeah okay okay yeah, it'll be perfect well it, i guess oh, grogu so, is technically a so perfect i just hope i just hope that that's like where like i can't imagine a better place for dave filoni to go with din's character than for him to find his family in the rebels crew like can you imagine if that's how that went like it would just ultimately work out so perfectly that would make me so happy uh and it would tie ahsoka to them so so clearly Uh. because of their time together like it's just it's just perfect it it just and as as soon as i thought of that as a possibility for the direction it in story it's like kind of where i've wanted it to go uh is for them to become you know you lose you lose kanan maybe maybe you gain you gain a din later on uh with with his little buddy rogu the more we talk about it, like, the more I'm really thinking that, like, we're head on here. Like, we're, like, hitting the nail on the head. Like, uh, it just, like... It feels like it works like, too perfectly. How everything's coming out and, like, how everything's releasing and, like, just where they're hinting. Like, I don't know. Like... It feels really good. It, it feels, feels right. right. Yeah. It, it just... It feels like it just has to happen. And, you know, if it doesn't, you know, if they go a different direction, I'm not going to be mad or anything. Um... But I, I know I trust in Dave Filoni. That's for sure. Um, I trust him. But uh, trust in Filoni. Mm-hmm. 
Was that was I that my twenty three Canaan? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. That's where yeah, that yeah. conversation spawned <laughs> from. Um, now my twenty two is another Sith Lord. This is where I've got Maul. Mm. Uh, I fuck with Maul, you know, and uh, I think you'll find towards the top of my list are generally positive characters. That's kind of why the Sith tend to fall. Um, mm. <laughs> but uh, it's still undeniable, you know. That's why I've got Dooku and Maul in my top twenty-five. Just being a prequel baby and watching du- Maul and Dooku as I was growing up, mm. those were two of my favorite villains in anything ever when i was a child it was like those two vader green goblin and doc ock and those were the villains you know what i'm saying like that was the second that maul comes on screen you instantly know that's a villain that like that's the epitome of evil there's no way that that dude's good at all like he's the first (laughs) villain since darth vader right like in the Mm. star wars franchise like it's like how do you top that how do you top the design and the clear evil of Darth Vader. Oh, will you make a Maul? Yeah, like Maul is scarier than Darth Vader. Like on appearance, what what is oh, scary yeah. about Vader is like just who he is, is like looming what presence. He will do. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, Maul, like very cosmetic. If scary. I see Maul, I, I mean, if I see either of them, I run the other sure. way. But if I see Maul, I run the other way a lot faster. Mm. Yeah, if I see Vader, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be like, yo, um, I'm yours. Uh, if you want to kill me, cool. I know I'm already dead anyways, but, like, you can train me. I'll, I'll join you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm dead either way. So I, I think I would just try to try to, to – I don't think running would do me any good. Um, depends on how yeah. far away I was whenever I saw him. But uh, I, I think yeah, I would Yeah, you just... know, and maybe maybe there's something there. You know, with Vader, I might, I might like, accept my fate. I might be like, well, this dude's going to get me no matter what. If he's uh, after me for any for any reason, um, yeah, I, I don't think I can I can uh, beat him at all, ever. So uh, I think <laughs> I just accept it there. Honestly, it'd kind of be like a cool. That'd be a good way to go um, by Vader. I'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, I'd be like, right. I got killed by Darth Vader, yeah, dude. I okay. didn't even know that was actually yeah. possible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, Maul. Uh, Maul's a little. He's he's up there. Uh, but I love how he just like instantly like they're like, all right, yo, this kid, go for him, kill him. Like Aunt, little Annie, dude is just tries like, to run him down in a speeder. Dude was without question was about to kill a kid, which is just a like, damn, um, wow. Um, no, and I, 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 seeing him at the end of the Clone Wars, right? Like that's the, that's the defining. Like, I know the Phantom Menace is, like, obviously, that's that's probably the defining Maul appearance. But mm. there's no part of any show ever that has made Maul more certifiably amazing than oh. the last arc in The Clone Wars. And, uh, you know, like, uh, the way he had a vision that came to him that told him Anakin Skywalker was the center of something much, much larger, and that he was hoping Obi-Wan Kenobi would come instead of Ahsoka, and therein he would bring his little loyal foal Skywalker with him. Like, uh... Voiced by, like, uh, Sam Whitwer? Sam Whitwer. Whitwer? Is yes. that how you say it? Like, Star Wars genius. Like, he, like, knows, yeah, he knows Star Wars about well. Star Wars, um, which just makes it, like, even cooler. Like, he's truly into that role, and, like, the Kenobi screams that he has Kenobi. are, like, iconic... 
Um, like, oh my god, yeah, he uh, he kills it. But uh, I'll uh, I'll save a little bit of Maul. Uh, no, yeah, we could talk and talk and talk about Maul, you know, uh, online. So he'll be showing up again, no problem. But uh, uh, moving on to twenty-two, I felt like it was only right after Kanan uh, to put Ezra. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, where, where tops out the, uh, the rebels crew for me. Um, definitely Ezra was making top 25 and, uh, just to pair him with Kane and felt right. Um, love his lightsaber. Um, you know, like coolest, one of the coolest lightsabers in, uh, in all of star Wars, you know, pretty hard, very functionable. Um, very, um, just what a concept, you know, uh, who, who thought to strap basically a gun onto your saber? That's, that's pretty tough. I know Obi-Wan would see it and just be like, oh my so fucking god, this is a disgrace. Oh my god, what are you doing? But like, I don't know. Pretty, he doesn't use it like all that often. And it's not no, really a doesn't. blaster either. It's just kind of a little slingshot. So like, you know, it's it's whatevs. But uh, wait, does it eventually upgrade to a blaster? I think that saber goes kaput at some point and he, uh, he ends up getting a new one. Uh, whenever he grows up and changes his lightsaber mm. to a green one, I think. Because mm. I think it was blue originally, wasn't mm-hmm. it, when it was on the... Uh... Yeah. Pretty sure. And then he grows up between seasons two and three, I think, and it's uh, he gets yeah, a new saber blue with originally. that. Yeah, looking at a... I'm listening to Star Wars soundtrack, got a, the Rebels picture out here. Cover it. Oh, blue, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Originally, but, uh, but yeah, filled it up. 22... Um, just Ezra. Hopefully we, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get more of Ezra in the future. Cool um, little 22 hope. connection there, you know, with me having Maul and you having Ezra. Mm, uh, that, is, that, that is kind of cool. Oh, you know? that storyline was so cool. The holocron and how he like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, like, here's my thing is like, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched Rebels, you need to do it. Uh, oh there's God, yes. little Star Wars content that is more like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. Than when Maul, Ahsoka, Darth Vader, Kanan, and Ezra are all in the same place at the same time fighting each other. Mm-hmm. That's insane shit. Oh, and when, when Vader first pops up, you know, and Ezra just goes, why do I feel so cold? You know, yeah. like, and it's, it was just like, like, wait, what? Like, and Vader drops down on the top of his TIE fighter, and you're just like, oh my fucking and God. And why, why would he ignited his lightsaber? It looked like hella short. You, like, okay, so, like, they make this, you know, make him up to be bad at, right? Like, oh my God, so cool. Oh, it's fucking Vader. Oh my God, he's right here. And then he ignites his lightsaber. It's just at an angle to where it looks, it only ignites, like, barely anything. And then he moves his arm afterwards to, like, oh. show the true length of it. And, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why they did that. It was just kind of, like, it, it kind of, like, takes you like takes you out of, for just, like, a millisecond, you know? It's like, You're like, what? Wait, wait, wait. That was a little weird. But it's kind of, like, I guess his shoulders are very restricted, you know? Like, his, you know, whatever. Like, he did. Yeah. yeah, but, but uh, I don't know. I love all uh, all those moments. Um, in Re- Yeah, Rebels. If you have not seen it, just do it. You will just, be glad that you did. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Lintano. twenty-two, Ezra felt that's uh I don't know it felt felt right for rebels uh, the rebels crew to kind of kind of be uh up yeah, here. I rebels, had to have some so my rebels crew I think mm. uh it will conclude this episode, um but I think I have a f- very much a broader uh a vast uh number in between my last rebels crew member and my top rebels crew mm. member. You know what I'm saying? Like uh from Zeb to 
Yeah, from Zeb to Hera. Hera will be my top one. Yeah. That just hasn't come yet. Uh, yeah, Zeb was... Shit, where was Zeb? Uh, he was pretty low for you. He was, but I can't seem to find him. Oh, 77. Mm. So Zeb was 77, and uh, we will get there. So that's that's a pretty far that's a pretty far scope for the Rebels crew for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. But at 21... The Bad Batch continues with Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, love me some Hunter. Uh, that That's a sexy, sexy clone. You know, I talked last episode about a tech is top two cutest members of the mm-hmm. Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, Captain, uh, not Captain Rex, Hunter is top one. Of the clones? Sexiest. Yeah. I, uh, I was top I was... one sexiest motherfucker of the clones. In between these episodes, I was I was trying to find a clone you know, sexier, and uh, I, I couldn't. Uh, looked up hottest clones of Star Wars. Nothing pops up. Like, there's no one that has thought of this in, like, made an article about it. But, uh, oh, so I just, you I have just... not been on Star Wars Twitter, bro. So, uh, oh, People so. want to fuck <laughs> the clones. Um, uh, didn't think to look and I cannot Twitter. blame them, especially when it comes to Hunter. Mm-hmm. This man is sexy. One of uh, the sexiest people in, in the galaxy, you know, like uh, I mean, because Tamara Morrison, clone. that's already a sexy man for my money. Mm. And then you make you make him have Hunter's hair, and you give him the skull tattoo on his face, and he's got the red headband with the skull on the side, and it's just like, oh my god, there's something about this man that just it it it, it, it evokes feelings. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, and he's badass too, and he's like oh, hella so smart, cool. and like. Oh my god! Um, and he protects Omega, and like they're so cute together. And he's like, got such a fatherly love for yeah. Omega, man. What a perfect character! Ah, oh, just such. Oh. Promised her he'd, she'd never go back to Camino. You know, mm. couldn't keep it, but she came back for him. Mm. Damn! Damn! Oh my god! Wow! We just need season two. Like, god, I need more Omega and Hunter. Watch ASAP. Mm. Uh. I guess my twenty-one um, Jedi. I were start. I, I think Jedi are going to be more. Uh, I guess not really. Uh, I thought like this was the start of just where Jedi's will be mentioned, but I looked up and it's uh, kind of not really. But uh, this is uh, where Qui Gon Jinn uh, falls for me. Um, only time where Liam Neeson like dies ever in movie history. It's crazy. Um, I I think like now it's contractually like contractually impossible to kill him in any movie just because how badass he is and it would I don't it seems that way uh, like in right. every role he plays he's just always a badass I guess it, the giant in Game of Thrones technically he died um, but like that wasn't really him you know and people, or it was like just based off him or whatever like his face oh but, that uh, makes so much fucking sense I've never hmm. even thought of that. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he, was, he was like uh, a stand-in actor. I think they just like based it off his face and like yeah. took models of his face. Or no, whatever. yeah, I could, I could definitely but, uh, see that though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, that's uh, why he looked so familiar. But, I was like, why on earth does the giant in Game of Thrones look so familiar? Mm-hmm. Rest Liam in Neeson. peace to that giant. Oh yeah, Battle of the Bastards. He went out in a big way. Mm-hmm. But uh, what could have happened if uh, Qui Gon? was Anakin's master instead of Obi-Wan. You know, what happens if Qui-Gon doesn't die here? Um, does Anakin become Vader? Does that still happen? 
um, who knows? Um, who I, that's, knows? It's a very, you know, interesting what if, if Star Wars ever decides to, you know, branch into that, um, which I don't, I, I don't know. Nah, that's probably I don't think more it will. For like just... novels or comics, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but, oh, love Qui-Gon Jinn. Love the fact that uh, Luke's green kyber crystal is definitely Qui-Gon's. Um, Obi-Wan was keeping that. Like, it's a, it's the perfect combination between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's lightsaber, and it's, like, beautiful. Um, oh, um, but, yeah, Qui-Gon, one of, like, the most, like, kind of, kind of Jedi masters, you know? He he was aware, but, like, oh, still into and- the Jedi Order. Still. And I will get to my Qui-Gon. Mm. I, have, I have plenty to say about Qui-Gon. Mm. He'll be coming up later for me. Um, yeah, Qui-Gon's the shit. Mm-hmm. The, one, for me, a top-tier top Jedi amongst the Jedi Order, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Sad that we only got to see, you know, so little of them. First Force goes crazy. I'll, I'll save, uh, yeah. Or, like, first person well, to, like, not, kind of learn Not how to really, do it, right? though. Or was it, yeah. No, it was. He was the first people to go to them, and then he figured he out the first he taught few... Yoda how to do it. But I... he couldn't do he couldn't do oh. the surfacing thing. He could yeah, only yeah, connect yeah, yeah. through That's Audible. Right. That's right. And I don't know why. Maybe that was just because like Liam Neeson wouldn't come back for Attack mm. of the Clones, but uh, or some some shit like that. So they were like, "Shit, how are we gonna?" Uh, That's but right. nevertheless. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I guess we'll say. Like, I, I I really wish he would have just. Like they could have made him a Force Ghost too, but you know, then it's like Obi Wan's not the first Force Ghost, and true. I guess the guy that kicked it off, you know, he's he's the yeah, one he that, got the that ball, got rolling. ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To be sure, twenty one. All right, yeah. Oh, my twenty. The character, the mysterious character, is coming up next. Uh, yes, yes. My twenty, however, not so mysterious. Already mentioned on yours, uh, Captain Rex. Mm. Uh, he he had to be top twenty five for me. I thought oh, yeah. pretty much no doubt this. Uh, like like I said for you last last episode, this the Clone Wars just does so much, dude. Mm. And Captain Rex being an original to the Clone Wars and being one of the one of the ones who makes it out with Ahsoka, and uh, the way it just culminates there is devastating. The way he comes back in Rebels, mm. uh, just so cool. Old Man Rex. Yeah, it's oh, so cool seeing him, Old Man Rex. You know, he oh. was at the Battle of Endor. He got to fight with the Rebellion to ah. end the Empire. Damn. Knowing that knowing that he was victim to what created the Empire, you know, the event that take that started the Empire, He his body was hijacked by them. And then he gets to be a part of the battle that ends them. And I just think that's really, really fucking awesome. Yeah, and, uh, Oh, what a beautiful character. Oh, yeah. Captain Rex is outstanding. Uh, definitely, definitely love that man. For my money, uh, as far as the clone helmets go from Clone Wars, he had the cool, he had a really cool one mm. with the, with the tally marks for all the, mm-hmm. uh, the kills and the KIAs for the, for the droids, uh, mm-hmm. the way that him and Anakin would, uh, fight over <laughs> who had more or would try to, try to kill more people, had little competitions <laughs> and, or not people, droids. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Captain Rex, super badass. Just love that dude. Nothing to hate about him. Like, nah, just a really lovable character. Really lovable character, and that's why Captain Rex sits at my twenty. All right, my twenty um, is a novel character. Um, doesn't show up 
I don't think, well, maybe he shows up, but not ever clued in to have him show up. Gotcha. Um, his name is Jot, um, Jot the Jawa. And uh, I've just like recently discovered this character and like instantly just the concept alone of him is what made me just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And this is what strengthened R2-D2 as well. Um, this character, he's just a, you know, a Jawa and he, he's kind of like a, like a, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed of the Jawa. So he was, he's tasked with, uh, all the droids they get. He wipes their memories and uh, that's all he does. He just wipes droids memories. But, um, over time he decided before he wipes every droid's memories, he watches the droid's life before he wipes it. So he's kind of like the watcher, kind of like an watch. He gets to live, he, their memory gets to live on through him. And uh, the biggest droid that he came into contact with, a droid that has never had his memory wiped ever, um, or at least from the, from the start of the prequel trilogy, basically, Jot the Jawa got to watch the prequel trilogy through the eyes of R2-D2. And mm. you get this whole story of like Jot watching it and, and his reactions to it. But then you also get R2's side, like, like side of the story and like his perspective of, uh, of the whole entire prequel trilogy, basically. Mm. Um, and so basically Jot the Jawa is known as like one of the only people in the Star Wars universe to have watched the prequel trilogy. Like right. he like has legitimately like kind of seen one the of the only trilogy. people who knows what happened. Yeah. For and real. He, and he saw it through the eyes of the perfect thing to watch it through, basically. You know, like if you could see it through a human's eyes, you know, obviously like you'd probably pick Luke um to like watch it through probably. But like R2 is probably the next, you know, best person to like just I guess not the prequel trilogy, but uh I was just thinking of like people to watch Star Wars through. Like Luke yeah. would, the eyes of Luke would be amazing. I guess Anakin and Vader would probably be the the best Optimal. choice. But uh, but yeah, this uh, just the concept of this character alone was just so cool. And then when I read like the perspective of it, it was like it it framed like the prequel trilogy and everything like in this like on just such a cool way. And like he, like legitimately right before Luke buys r2 you know like gets him like jot was right there in that like crawler he was about to wipe r2's memories and he saw what r2 went through and he was like no no way i can wipe this droid's memory so like and that's what he was tasked to do like he told the other jaw was that he was like yeah i wiped it he's good to go but like he didn't he I couldn't think. there's no way that he could you know like God, gave I'm him so the best glad. story like oh like I'm glad Jot the Jawa made your uh, made your top twenty. That's outstanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, just ah, such it only gets cooler. Like uh, the more like I read about him, um, so he's I don't know, just such a cool concept and uh, like I don't know, maybe it's recency bias, but I I like truly like that's just such a cool like character. Like just so, well, hey. Even if it is recency bias, it's a good one to have on the list, and mm. I'm glad he came so late in the game because that's just a fun one to have here. Mm. But with that, I'll continue with my list. At my 19, I have Finn. Mm. 
It's uh it's a pretty definitely big... one of my definitely one of my favorites from the sequel trilogy, top three anyway. You know, I've only got only got two more after Finn from the sequel trilogy here. Mm. But uh I really fuck with Finn and you know, we talked a lot about the potential of Finn with uh with your placement of him earlier mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago. Sixty seven and uh, absolutely absolutely understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh the general the general disappointment with what could have been. Uh and I, I I do think they did the actor dirty and I do think John Boyega deserved better as far as what he was under the impression he was doing and what he ended up actually getting. Mm. And and all that is like I'm very much so on John Boyega's side of that. But I do think there's a lot to appreciate about Finn's character. Uh mm. I think from while we could have gotten Trooper turned Jedi, which would have been really, really cool, we did get to see Trooper turned resistance general. Mm. Uh and the position Leia was, and the position Han was, and the position Luke was, Finn was there for the resistance. Mm. Uh and I think that's I think that's a really, really awesome switch. And to be the one responsible for actually destroying the First Order's fleet. Um Damn. Or the final order's the final fleet. Final order, yeah. Damn. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's a, that's some pretty awesome shit, you know. And I think uh from the moment we meet him in The Force Awakens as FN two eight two one eight seven or something like that, yeah. uh he uh he immediately is humanized, you know, we're, we're uh, very, very quickly like, ah, oh, this poor guy, like, I hope he's okay. And just throughout the movies, you know, the way he latches onto Ray and the way he latches onto Finn, it's just, it's all really cute because, you know, it's never, he's never done this. He's never had people besides the first yeah. order. Like that's all he's ever known. So him, yeah. uh, meeting Poe and wearing his jacket and Poe being like, yeah, yeah, it looks better on you. You know, like it's, I just think, I think that's all so cute, you know, and I think Finn has one of the, one of the more, uh, well, I do think there was a lot of potential there and it would have been awesome to see what they could have done. I think they did a pretty, they did a decent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought and, the uh, Ray and Finn, like kind of love connection would be built a little more, you know, like whenever they're falling into like that quicksand stuff and he's like, Ray, there's something I never got to tell you, you know, and then it's like under. Yeah. Um. Like it kind of, they kind of like cheesed it a little bit, you know. Like, uh, and I don't know. I I thought it like it makes perfect sense that he like falls in love with Ray. Like, uh, like, um, kind like in a way. But I I don't think like it it like like it was just like initial. You know, it's just like one of the first people that he was like that was friendly to him basically. You know, right. Like for for right. a time, and like it just makes sense that like he would develop like feelings, even though if they aren't like his true, you know, feelings, whatever. But uh, yeah, I've always I've always expected that he was going to confess that he has been feeling a connection to the force. Okay, that's what I was going to ask is uh, if it Um, was more of the love thing or or that. Um, And I the only reason that like I I was under the impression full send that it was like Finn was about to confess his love for Ray until John Boyega like literally posted something saying, yeah, that was not the intention of that scene. Wow. Uh, it, it was in, it wasn't until after the movie had been out for a little bit that he was like, I, he was going to say like, I'm, I have a connection. I feel a connection to the force and like, I want to cultivate it with you, figure that out. Like stuff like that. Not, uh, not that it was, but the, the way they build it up and the, like the natural way that it would feel like it would go is that mm. Finn would fall in love with Ray because frankly, I mean, how do you not fall in love with Ray? She's kind of, she's kind of awesome. Uh, 
but uh i do think there was a lot of awesome romantic potential for finn and i like i i really loved him his relationship with rose tico in the last jedi that was one of uh while it's one of people's biggest places to point to and go i don't get this storyline and i don't like it uh it's it's a really strong storyline and i think uh i used to be one of those people who didn't fuck with it because it completely deviated from the direction the force awakens was taking him mm. and it's like all right yeah that's that's definitely fair but if you if you look at it on its own within the last jedi it's a really good storyline mm. you know uh, mm -hmm. getting to see getting to see more of the galaxy beyond ray and poe not being with them being able to go out on his own and do his own thing and still choose to come back because he overcame what maz Kanata said about him in the first episode like i see the eyes of a man on the run and you're not going to stop running mm. you know like uh so when he he chooses to stay he on his own doesn't have to he's not staying for anyone else he mm. decides he wants to go back and i think that's uh i think that's really important mm. oh yeah yeah it's just if they just didn't do like the promotional stuff, like with that, like that, like I, I don't know, I think it would be like it would sit a lot more e like uh, easy with me. Yeah, but, like, they just uh, promoted him with the lightsaber so much, and it's like, god damn, you gotta like it's just it was shitty to lead him on that way. Yeah. Like it's, it, I, and I hope John Boyega can fulfill that at a later date. Uh, can fulfill Jedi Finn. Mm. Uh, and when that happens, if that happens then I think people will be able to look back at the sequel trilogy arc he had and go, you know what? It was good because we did end up getting this anyway, and this mm -hmm. all did end up happening, so this isn't so bad anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just love that for John Boyega, too. So that's mm -hmm. why Finn comes at my 19. Uh, my 19, it only felt fitting uh, to follow Jot the Jawa with uh, R2-D2. I figured um, he was coming. So, uh, yeah, this is my last droid. Um and I think it's fitting that R2's, R2's the number one droid here uh, for me. But uh, yep, Top droid for the both of us. Yeah. Had to be. Um, and, uh, you know, just R2 is strengthened even more, like through Jot the Jawa. Um, and, I mean, I, I think he still falls, you know, where he does on this list regardless of the Jot yeah. storyline. I mean, like, it's such a small part of R2's storyline. Um, but everything of Jot. But getting to see but, uh, it, getting to see it, and hear what he feels about it, and stuff like that—that's important, you know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, he's he's been through everything. He's the only you know droid. He keeps all the memories in the, that Clone Wars episode where uh, you know, he got like captured, and and uh, Anakin was like, "I gotta go get him," and Obi Wan was like, "No, like we just have to just like destroy it." I know Anakin's your droid, but we you, you have to let him go. And Anakin's like, "I've never wiped his memory." Uh oopsies and then obi-wan's like oh god anakin like what the come on dude so like you just learn that like he's like he's part of the crew you know he doesn't for he knows everything um mm. um through padme through anakin through obi-wan through luke um through like ah oh, it's just so so beautiful just right in the, and, and now now he's off with uh like ray and mm. And them now, like post sequel trilogy, that's where he's at. He's with he's Ray the Star and Star Wars constants. R two and C three PO, like mm, always there. The constant. always going to be there. Um, which makes me just so so excessively happy. You know, I just absolutely love them. Isn't that how? Is that how a New Hope opens? Yeah, or, it's three PO and R two D two for most of the first fifteen minutes. Just uh, uh, kind of they're on they're on board. Leia's cruiser. Oh, I guess it opens on Leia, Leia's cruiser, and then 
they go down. So it's like pretty immediate. Yeah, they go down um, to Tatooine and they're wandering around Tatooine, get swooped up by Jawas, etc. Mm-hmm. And in between that, you get Vader and Leia's interaction and stuff. But uh, love how R two is just instant. Like C three P is like, oh no, we have to head this way for the most statistical possible. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and R two is like, mm, no, all right, see ya. <laughs> uh, he's R two is just he uh, over here. <laughs> he's just so c- confident, man. That uh, he knows what he's doing. Um. The oil spill to the jetpack to put flame it on, like Iconic. oh my god, um, dude's a badass. A badass. Yeah. Him and Chopper, man, the two astronauts ruling out. Man, that's my that's my shit right there. Whenever he 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 gets called to action for the first time, and it sets all of his whole career in motion. Yeah. He rides for Padme Amidala from that point. That uh, that repair on like the, you know, their ship. That's like the mm-hmm. one of the first things that Jot sees. Is uh, that's like how it how it kind of starts and like it, it explains like how these other droids are getting picked off one by one and then the shots that are missing R two are missing by millimeters and how like it seemingly bullets are curving around him you know like the force is protecting R two D two is like how they make it seem and it's like awesome. oh my god so like uh, I fucking love that dude yeah. oh my god yeah I regret um, R two being so much lower on my list. That's a- yeah, nineteen. Nineteen. That's a good. That's a great nineteen. R two D two is so strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, I will continue on to my eighteen, and I'll stick with the sequel trilogy here. And Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really love this character and his storyline. Uh, and you know his redemption I, after after the rise of Skywalker. I walk out of that theater after seeing it three or four times or whatever, however I did it. And I was like, I'm convinced in that December of 2019, January of 2020, Kylo Ren is a top five favorite character of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. I'm like fresh off of that. I'm like, Oh my God, I love that character. It was sick. uh, I mean, the, the child, like his just family tree, mm. uncle Luke, uh, dad, Han, mother, Leia, uh, grandmother padme yeah grandpa vader holy like oh my god um wow um dude yeah dude's uh he's got a great grandma shmi um oh man wow uh great grandpappy palpatine um kind of maybe i guess not confirmed but probably technical Uh, like prince of naboo prince of alderaan uh this dude's like damn he's all of that you know his 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 grandpa his his adoptive grandpa and grandma are bria and bail swolo ben whenever all the swolo oh man yeah adam driver he uh he just fit this role super well and you know i think initially people were like that's not what i expected to see under the helmet no and i and that was absolutely intentional though mm -hmm. you know like they promote kylo ren the whole time they never show his face they're just showing the mask and you're like Oh, we know what Vader looked like under the mask. He must be deformed. There must be something wrong here. And, uh, you know, whenever he unmasks for the first time and it's just this young kid, like, like in the way, like the way that like the music swells and then it just dies out when he reveals his face. It's like, he just like takes off. He just removes the mask, shows his face for the first time. And you're like, Oh, that's a, it's a young man, you know? And, uh, 
they uh they do a really good job over the course of that sequel trilogy of showing him like being degraded kind of mm. by the Sith, kind of like uh the darker the deeper into the dark side he gets, the more he's he gets aged and withered a little bit and yeah. uh when he returns to the light as ben solo in that last act of the rise of skywalker he looks younger he looks vibrant like it's like that's, that's really true. yeah hmm. wow yeah, like the blue light on his face like mm-hmm. helped too like the, the the like i they use red and blue so perfectly so like, effectively the, the, like whenever he kills han kills han and like yeah, the, and the, the whole, like the whole red. it's like split at first and like you know, he's thinking mm-hmm. about it, and it's like more blue, more blue. He's like, maybe, maybe Han's right the here. Sun and then the sun dies. Yeah. Dead. Oh, fuck, fuck. I mean, I'm still pissed that that's how Han went. It's good for Kylo, but not good for Han. Like, um, I never really thought about this, but Han literally came back just to die. Um, like, oh my and God. like, and to be, Hold like, on. and he was like a loser. Like what? Like he learned nothing. He went back to smuggling and like went back to like being old Han and left Leia. The best thing to ever happen to him. Like why did he become a loser? You know, like and then he just died. Like, what? Like I don't know. Like that. That's I don't know. Then I don't. Not a proper send off on Han's end, but like it works for Kylo. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it'll be. I, I just wonder what, like, I want to get that gap filled for Leia and Han a little bit. Like, was it just like they sent their son off to school? He falls to the dark side. Like that, I mean, that's, that's probably relationship ruining level material. Like, it's kind of like, damn. Uh, I mean, it did seem like they still had love for each other. It, it wasn't like that. Oh, they certainly. Were, it's like, not like yeah. they hated each yeah. other. It was just kind of like, well, we don't have anything to. Damn, but like, really? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it just. Han, like that's Han's whole story is that he starts off as just the douche at, you know, asshole. And then he has this whole arc, like his arc is so beautiful, like of what he becomes. And like his whole mm. lesson is like, yeah, like I'm not like the life that I had before. Like that's, that's not like who I am. Like he becomes the hero, you know? And then like to see him just fall back into like his old ways was just kind of like, ah, like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly uh, agree. I, I definitely would have preferred that Leia and Han were together throughout that whole the whole thing and they came back together. That'd be awesome. But, uh, you know, it, it happens the way it happens. And I do think it's really awesome that. Th- that last imagery with Han and yeah. Kylo where the where it is split down his face and, you know, what's really cool is, you know, what this this act that descends Kylo into darkness it's paralleled with what star killer base is doing taking the light mm. out of the sun damn and by damn. killing han you're taking the light out of the sun and kylo Jesus. damn damn okay wow yeah there there's definitely like visually and like poetically there's like not much there... to complain about with the sequels like the whole no. dyad everything like it's a uh visually and and poetically like very beautiful like i have no complaints there with the sequel trilogy mm. um but yeah I, kylo like deserves to be up there uh in my opinion the best storyline of the sequels um mm. i think they executed his the best um i tend to agree I, I definitely i definitely agree it seems like that was one that was kind of if there's anyone that unfolded the way it was kind of initially planned it mm-hmm. seems like kylo's would have been yeah. um but yeah, that's why Kylo is my 18, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Solo. Uh, question. Did you separate Vader and Anakin, or did you have I them did together? I did not. Did you? I did. 
Um, like okay. Three of them is two, cool. I mean, they're together basically. Um, okay. So they're so, one after the other. That's I guess cool. I technically cool. have 99. Uh, I guess they are two different care. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, like I, it's, it, you know what? It's a top 100 characters. And if that's how you interpreted it and that's how you wanted to put it to paper, that's how you put it to paper. We, mm. you know, that's just to each their own, do your thing, you know? But, uh, my 18 already mentioned, um, but this is uh grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, Ooh. I love the calculated. I love the brainiacs and he is just the creme de la crop of, of this character mastermind. Um, and, and, you know, his appreciation for art, you know, he's so evil mm. that he takes every part of the culture that he ruins, you know? And it's just like, it makes you hate him more, but then it's like, oh, he's so good at what he does. And it's like, oh, yeah. he's just so clean with, like, he's not worried about a thing. Dude has everything calculated. Like, there's not a mm. moment of, like, anxiety that runs through that guy's mind ever. Like, I don't know. You never see him worried, like, ever. Um, and, I don't know, he's just so... Vision, I mean, uh, Rebels, you know, like his, just him and Rebels uh, is amazing. And I, I love Rebels so much. Oh, so absolutely. it even like gave me more to latch on through him. And then now uh, hearing Ahsoka mention him in the Mandalorian that we're going to future, you know, in the future, get him most likely. I would assume so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I feel like he's like only second to Palpatine in, in like mastermind and pulling strings. Like, there's yeah. there's no one else that can, that can do it better um, than Thrawn, other than Palpatine. But uh, I'm so excited to keep reading all these Star Wars books, man, because there's so much out there. And I've read the Heir to the Empire trilogy, mm-hmm. where he's a really big part. But apparently, there are some newly canonized books from the last six years that are about Thrawn and are centered around mm-hmm. Thrawn. And I don't mm-hmm. know when they take place. The Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, or something like that. Uh, I'm definitely going to read those because according to people on Twitter, Star Wars Twitter, that is the best Thrawn content there is, is that mm. trilogy of books by Timothy Zahn. Takes place uh, 19 BBY. Um, before the Battle of Yavin. So from the rise of the Empire. Or it, in and around 19 BBY and between 39 BBY and 19 BBY in flashbacks. So it goes back to 39 BBY. Oh, like his uh, his childhood and like uh, through the Clone Wars, I'm assuming, hmm. uh, which is interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'll definitely, I'll, I definitely want to get around to reading that. But Thrawn, that's a, it's a, it's a really strong character, and hmm. it's just one that I, uh, I feel like I, ha- I don't, uh, I haven't seen enough of yet to to throw him to put him very high. I need to, I need to get more familiar with the character. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate him being so high on your list mm. there at 18, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. All right. With that on to my 17. And I don't know if this is one you've said yet or not. I can't really remember, but I'm going to go ahead and throw her out there. Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. She, all right. She was my, uh, 43. 43. Yes. I was, uh, wasn't sure, but yeah, Fennec Shand comes here at 17, uh, the Book of Boba Fett absolutely enhanced her character tenfold. You know, I already mm. loved her based off her appearances in The Mandalorian and in The Bad Batch. That was already awesome. But then you get her in The Book of Boba Fett, and she's this perfect uh, this perfect companion for Boba. When one of them gets hot, the other can cool her down or cool cool him down, either or. It always works. And uh, 
they work really well together and uh, mm-hmm. seeing her be the right hand woman to Boba Fett has been really awesome. And uh, you know, her mod enhancements, super mm. cool for my money. Ain't a person in the galaxy besides Jedi who could take her. I think Fennec Shan's kind of got that shit on lock. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do Fennec be farting though? Does she be yeah. peeing still? What, what's ha- You know, like is Fennec farting is Shand shitting. That's yeah. all I got to ask. <laughs> but, uh, no, I uh, I like that she's up here. Um, she can only get better, and I think she she will. I think she's going to be a crucial role in uh, in Boba's future. Um, they, they seem like ride or die. You know, they, they they're they're together. Right. Um, Boba saved and her. I look, and I really me. look forward to all that. I because I, I got to imagine we're filling a gap a little bit because we see her in the Bad Batch, mm. and it's like uh, she's at the beginning of her career, like uh. Cause I remember someone was like, uh, I don't recognize her. They had to go to Sid and Sid was like, all right, I'll have to ask around. And then Sid could tell them, you know, this is Fennec Shand. Mm. Uh, so like, I wonder what happens between the bad batch and the Mandalorian. That's like, Oh, that's master assassin Fennec Shand of the <laughs> mid rim. Hmm. Uh, who, who could she have taken out? Like, I wonder if she, if we see her again in live action in like Andor or, or uh, may, maybe even Kenobi. You know, we saw her on mm-hmm. Tatooine an episode and at the beginning of her arc in The Mandalorian. Like, maybe there's something there. Uh, maybe in Mos Eisley, the Mos Eisley Cantina, maybe she just walks by in full armor or something. Like, we get a little cameo. But uh, I'd like to see Fennec Shand a lot more in my mm-hmm. in my Star Wars content in the future. Oh, yeah. So you're 17? Yes. My uh, 17, I uh, already mentioned, but this is where my uh, Mace Windu falls. Um, iconic. Uh, I mean, just purple to be purple, but also, you know, deeper lore with it, I you know, I guess. If not truly canonized, I don't think, uh, but just no, kind of I accepted will be. amongst most people. But, uh, I mean, you know, this whole idea that he has, like, he taps into the dark side a little bit or whatever. And like, ah, I don't know. Like I, I don't really focus on that when I think of Mace Windu, I just focus nah. on like, like, uh, uh, whenever he takes out Django Fett, apparently he like did him so dirty. Like he like chopped off his arms, like sliced him up and then beheaded him. Like he went like off on him, but then they just oh. cut it to like, just have him like behead him basically. And so like, this dude's just like a straight savage. Like he is just like, I don't know. Like, and he was always right. You know, he, like he, uh, he sniffed it out. Um, he was he super smart and, uh, definitely still alive. Uh, I, I mean, I hope so. He, I hope he comes back, man. Like just if they do bring him back, we see a purple glow first. Like, right? Like, it's like, is it his face or is it a purple glow or is it both? Um, It's probably purple glow because, you know, they'll do a reveal sort of thing if if he is back. And I think it would be like he's like approaching somewhere. You hear footsteps and you hear the lightsaber hum. And then eventually you see a purple glow along the ground or something or off of whoever is in his in his grasp and it's like and we're either like it could be okay, really cool that's either mace windu or uh revan so i think we're getting you know it's like uh there's only a yeah. couple people with uh with purple out there and with i don't the i don't think they're gonna tie in uh darth revan anytime soon well I, 
not not at least to modern canon. Yeah, so <laughs> like modern timelines. So uh, yeah, don't it kind of impossible for uh, who knows? I guess that dude is pretty powerful. Maybe he transcends time somehow in a way. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe we see him sometime in the old republic mm-hmm. or something. Uh, but but uh, Mace Windu. Yeah, I had to. That's a, that's a really good one. You know, I uh, and you know, Integral and Anakin's fall to the dark side as uh, it is. The action that pushes him over the edge. Title of master. We do not give you the rank of master. He he's the one who said it to him. You know, he had to relay yeah. the message. And uh, man, he uh, it's outrageous. Man, it's not fair. Mm. <laughs> I will kill everyone now. You do not know what you just did. <laughs> Murder. You do not know who you just birthed. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mace Windu had to take off take off Mace Windu's arm and sent and. Helps send him flying. I mean, I mean Anakin jumped off Obi Wan speeder and like was falling through Coruscant like for a long ass time and like was all good. Um, Maul was sliced in half and fell through a big pit. Palpatine literally, well, up in the air with him, whatever. But uh, I mean, people that fall don't usually die, you know, off screen especially. So. Uh, I don't know. I guess if he was unconscious as he was falling, you know, because he was just electrocuted and got his arm chopped off. So I don't know. But uh, he is a master Jedi, and uh, they can just jump and land, you know, like however high they need. Like Ahsoka just jumps out of, like, planes, all you know, like ships all the time and just lands. Like, no problem. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I hope they bring him back. Um, I don't know. Every, I, I think yeah, everyone I, wants him back. You know, everyone just wants yeah, I to think see like, Samuel L. Jackson taking it. Like, just go in there, um, deep fake on his face. You know, um, probably to de age. Well, I guess no. He'd be. Uh, he would be old. How old would he, he would be, be right old now? in the modern timeline? Yeah, how yeah. old would he be right now? If you were to pop up like about in, Samuel L. Jackson's age, oh, would be about my guess. Perfect. Um, um, post return of the see. My thing is that like. This man would have had to have fallen and lost his mind to not be a part of the rebellion. Maybe he was just like, damn, I was right the whole time and no Jedi listened to me. Like, no, like, what, like, wow. You know, like, I was second in, in rank and I was, I sniffed it out. Like, I'm, I was right. They did nothing. Um, all right, I'm cool. Like, I, I don't need Jedi. Like, Jedi isn't a... Like, the Jedi Order wasn't what I thought it was, maybe. Maybe he has, like, one of the... I don't know, but... uh, Maybe so. I just think that... That is like, kind of weird, yeah. If he could if he could unseat the Empire or help in any way to do that, take out Palpatine, get his revenge... Maybe he does try, and maybe Palpatine, like, finishes the job. Maybe he goes to Exegol or something crazy, you know? Uh, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something we get in Kenobi. Hmm. Vader, Vader doing end to Mace Windu, in a surprise appearance. Mm. Um, certainly be interesting. I don't know though. I think, uh, I think if we do see Mace again, though, it will be to send him off. Uh, it will be to actually kill him. Uh, and probably Boba at the hands of Boba. I would say it's really interesting though. Like, I'm at a place now where. I think Boba would obviously, he's obviously still a badass and is willing to murder people who have wronged him, obviously. 
and have taken out his family. Yeah, he'd absolutely still go for Mace Windu. I don't think Boba ass. actively seeks out Mace. I think Mace seeks out or like finds Boba and they just interact in a way. And then Mace is just like, oh shit, this guy, like off his reputation, he's going to kill me. Like no way he's not going to like go for me. So Mace just instantly attacks or something, you know? And then like yeah. they have no choice. Like they just fight like, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it'd just be really interesting. I just don't see it happening post Return of the Jedi. That's yeah, my thing. Yeah, I mean, if he's dead, he's dead. Like, uh, but... and and frankly, I think it's probably the cleanest way to do it. Yeah, is just to you know this this descent for Anakin into the dark side. Maybe a Force is ghost. the end of Mace. Maybe that's maybe that's what we can get, like Force Ghost cameo, yeah, something like that, or a flashback to the Clone Wars or hmm. something. You know, uh, or maybe he he saved Grogu. I get maybe that's like what it is. Is like. He instantly ran to the Jedi Temple. You know, that maybe that's what he does. And, like, he does everything he can to save Grogu. Um, do what he can. Um, yeah, I guess that, that's probably the thing that I could believe the most instead of him, like, living yeah. this whole time. Um, it's, like, one last act um, that he had to do. Um, so, I don't know. Like, maybe he knows Grogu is Yoda's kid, you know, or, like, some like if that's a some thing crazy somehow. Kid. Like, how their species works. I Like, who who knows how they even reproduce or how like that works but uh right. if it's like through the force maybe you know like straight up um which would be sick and that's how they're so connected but uh i don't know i think uh if he were to come back i think that's most likely like just a, a one last act of desperation um and then like a send-off but yeah. yeah yeah probably but regardless i'd be interested in it you mm-hmm. know no matter what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be entertained mm-hmm. by it regardless uh Yes. So cool. That was our 17s then. Mine was Fennec Shand. Yours was Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, on to my 16, where we will finish off the Bad Batch. This is where I have Omega. Omega. Of, of... Omega. Oh, she's yeah, I love me some man. Omega, man. And uh, she was one I had to have pretty high up. Uh, just off season one of the Bad Batch, she immediately became like a major comfort character of mine. Like when I watched the Bad Batch, I'm just always so happy. Uh, it's always so cute to see her and Hunter's interactions, her and Wrecker's interactions. Mm. Uh, when she meets Fennec Shand, my la- the the last person on my list there, uh, it's just a real, it's just really cool, and uh, I I can't help but wonder how she'll fold in to mm. uh, to Boba's life down the line. Uh, if Fennec fun. Shand will ever tell Boba that she met someone, but like, how would she know that he has any her? She would she wouldn't know. She was hired by Nala Say. So I mean, uh hmm. does Fennec ever mention to Boba that she's met in Omega? Like but maybe Boba's not really uh keen to the whole clone thing, so maybe Fennec was like safer to not mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh hmm. wow. I, don't know. I mean Omega has similarly striking hair to Palpatine, and like I like I know it's like the slightest thing, it's stupid, but like yeah, I think like I don't know. She she is crucial to this story, like in in one way. Like uh, I don't know. I have big plans for Omega, and uh, I think like yeah, you got you've always had some big theories for, around. I mean, her. for how important she already is, just off one season, you know, like she's already somewhat crucial to Boba, at least in some way, and like very crucial to the Bad Batch, um, and like tat and or Tatooine and a Camino or what the Camino. hello Camino in some way. Um, so I don't know, like they, she can only go up. Um, I think they, they, they have big things planned for her in some way, shape or form, uh, definitely inside the bad batch alone, but, uh, who knows if she expands out, but I hope she does. 
I certainly hope so too. I mean, just uh, when we when we're introduced to Omega and she sits down with the team at a uh, at lunch, at mealtime. I know we we meet her earlier, but that's really when she hits her stride for me. Is when they sit down at mealtime. She just mm. sits right next to him, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Mm. And she's just like, "Hi, <laughs> I'm your friend now." <laughs> uh, I I absolutely love Omega, and uh, she's she's cute as fuck. Uh, she's so resourceful. Seeing her do all the shit she does throughout that season is incredible. Her relationship with their droid, AZ, mm. uh, probably one that should have made the top 100. Forgot to mention him earlier. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Omega's uh, Omega's just really, really sweet. And mm. uh, I, f- I fuck with the characters who are really just heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And that's why Omega climbs up my list very high. Mm. Well, uh, going from opposite of heartwarming, uh, for my, uh, my 16 is Darth Maul. Um, so there we go. So uh, that, that, that's where he lands on my list. You know, uh, his clone wars uh, performance is just insane. Seeing him in the Phantom Menace, um, that fight scene, um, is probably one of the best lightsaber duels in all of star Wars. Uh, whenever Obi-Wan and hit like Obi-Wan is like, all right, I'm going, like, I'm going at you now. Um, is like probably like the best choreographed, like in fastest, like the, the behind the back oh, block, the every, like, oh my God, like just, uh, just so cool, and like Lego Star Wars, the fight, like uh, that fight, like uh, in the game, oh. is sick. Uh, We're running around, and you're whoop, whoop. you uh, have to do the double jumps on uh, all uh, the all the. Oh, that's so fantastic! Yeah, but, I love uh, that. But yeah, Darth Maul, just instantly villainous. You know it. Um, just amazing character design, silhouette that you know right away as well, and uh, and one of the best deaths in all of Star Wars. Oh my um, god, yes. The send-off he has with Obi-Wan Kenobi is crucial. Uh, and, you know, is, is, is he the chosen one? Hmm. He will avenge us. God, man. The freaking... The whole, like... He sees Obi-Wan do the Qui-Gon stance, so he goes for what he knows and what killed Qui-Gon, but Obi-Wan knows that, like, the chess match that they played, you know. Um, you know, Obi-Wan just, just was a little wiser, you know, a little more patient, and, mm. uh, you know, it paid out for him, and just how he, like, held him in his arms, like, whenever he was going. You know, it was like, even though we are mortal enemies, like, we like we do not agree on anything, like, respect, like... um you have been like a great enemy to me, you know, great enough to impact my life. And I will hold you in your last moments. Like, Oh my God, like God damn. Well, and it's almost like a, uh, there was always this air of uh, pity that I think, especially by the time, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's watched Anakin's descent. Hmm. I think he has an air of pity for anyone who follows the dark side hmm. and is, uh, so, craving revenge that you know he can you must yeah, he sees how easy it was to slip into and like yeah how... you know he's like you must be hurting mm. like i know the dark side is pain damn and i'm just glad you're alleviated of it now like that's that's the tone i get from that scene it's just really really touching uh and mall mall just one of the best deaths yep. in all of a Star show Wars, made no for doubt. kids right a children's show <laughs> Those last days on Tatooine. Watch we first the met. animated Mom. Star Wars series. Just do it. Just do it, dude. Um, yeah, sixteen. Even if you know, even if you've heard all of this, even if you know what's coming, I knew what I knew a bunch of what was coming. I knew Maul and Obi Wan fought. I knew Vader and Ahsoka fought. I knew all of this shit, but it does not match 
watching it mm. uh, and getting the full depth of what happens. It's just it's just outstanding. And Maul, one of the the biggest product of being enhanced by the animated series, you know, like uh, just Phantom Menace alone. He's probably pretty high, but I don't know if he's top 25. You know, you get the Clone mm. Wars and you get Rebels and now it's like a surefire, no doubt, uh, guaranteed top 25 character. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, I just I can't believe how like what those animated shows turned into, like how ah, I just like what they can do, like just give you so much more backstory and make you just appreciate Star Wars so much more. And uh, Maul mm. like definitely got enhanced. Um definitely got enhanced by by the animated shows so outstanding yeah my 16 uh, with that with that i'll stick with you top 15 dang yeah top 15 this will take us a while too we've done 10 and we're an hour and 20 in um my 15 i'm sticking with you in the animated realm and this will top off the rebels crew Mm. this is where i've got Hera syndala oh yeah and uh, another character that has seen nothing but amazing stories in animation you know the rebels crew she's the mom of the group uh, her relationship with kanan is far and away my favorite relationship in star wars uh you know i love me some leia and han obviously you know that's that's classic but the fact that i didn't watch rebels until i was 18 or 19 mm. and then they became so easily one of my favorite couples in star wars like that's that says a lot i think i mm. i think there's they're certainly a just a wonderful pairing and uh, seeing that they have a child together, you know, there's something got a little force sensitive in the Sindola line mm. now with Jason, oh, yeah. Jason Sindola. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's badass. I'm, I'm glad that she got the like respect she deserved up there. I, I knew I, I figured she was going to be pretty high up on your list. So uh, um, yeah, I feel like if there's like any character, like the characters that are like, Oh yeah, you like that person. Mm. Oh yeah, you like that person. Like what Count Dooku is for you, Hera Syndulla is that for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like everyone I talk to who knows Star Wars and we talk about Star Wars, they know I fuck with Hera Syndulla mm-hmm. because I make sure to let you know <laughs> I fuck with Hera Syndulla. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, it's a uh, she's just an outstanding character and uh, her expansion in the Bad Batch she and her origin story what happens to her uh what happened to her dad and how they were framed for champs and uh they're framed for murder and stuff mm. like that like that's just really really interesting uh, or uh, an assassination attempt mm. uh, by the empire and i don't know i feel like we're bound to see hera and omega come back together at some point uh after their interaction there mm. and uh, i'd love so i'd love cool. to see just like a little uh small love world. to see hera and omega together some more what a small world you know, it's the whole point of Star Wars. Don't get mad at it. It's the whole exactly. point. Um, <laughs> I want these characters to yeah. interact. I want them to see each other and, and know each other and mm. most cases love each other, if that's the case. Like, uh, whether it be friendly or not, like, it's just so cool to see them together, you know? Mm. And uh, here, here is where our furry friend Chewbacca lies for me. I'm at 15. Mm. And uh, whenever you brought him up and you were like, that he squeezed out of the top 25 for you. I was like, do I like every character, you know, above Chewbacca? You know, that's above him. Like, do I? And I'm, I'm pretty confident now. And, and like, I mentioned Maul, Mace Windu, Thrawn, like, in R2, like, some pretty big 
people yeah, below. Yeah. But I, I do like I do feel like this is where Chewbacca does sit for me. Uh, truth, even more so after I talked about him at the end of last episode, mm. man. Uh, that just made me realize like I made a mistake mm. not putting him in my top twenty five. And like, like Cobb Vanth probably should have been squeezed out. He doesn't get a medal, you know. Initially, you know, like his should have definitely got a medal. But then in the sequel trilogy, like he. You know, he gets Maz Kanata brings him the one Leia died holding. Come on, man. Like everything around Chewie is just like so devastating, but like beautiful and just like he's truly like everything around, you know, Chewbacca is just so, so beautiful and all the story arcs that he's involved in. Like he's truly just um, a ride or die for everyone that he's with. Um, And he's, I don't know, he's just like. A man's best friend. He's like Han. Like Han and Chewie are like inseparable. And like, um, whenever like, um, like the kryptonite moments or when Han's getting tortured and like, mm. um, and then like you know they like come. It's I don't. They're just so cute together. And Leia and Chewie are so like. Just God, I love them. Chewie interacts with is just amazing. And the fact that like, um, I had to stay in that suit. You know, uh, for that that was probably super hot and sweaty, um, mm. to do. Uh, so so props to the actor oh yeah um, peter mayhew iconic performance yeah. there and uh it's since been passed on to uh the man who who did it in the sequel trilogy and in uh in solo a star wars story i know mm-hmm. his first name is jonas but i can never i can never mm-hmm. remember his last name uh here let me yeah. see if i can uh a silhouette that's like instantly recognizable and especially his growl or roar or I guess or his uh, speaking, you know, I guess his, his just. Yeah, Shuri Wook, the, mm. the language. Yes. I, uh, yeah. you know, I read the air to the, uh, uh, June, Yunus Swatamo, Swatamo, mm. Swatamo. I don't know. Uh, but pl- modern Chewbacca, but, uh, I read the, uh, air to the empire trilogy and, uh, throughout that trilogy lay is pregnant with, uh, with child. Uh, and there are assassination attempts on her, and there there are people attempting to kidnap her babies eventually and mm. stuff. And uh, one place Han and Luke send her is to Kashyyyk with Chewbacca to be protected by Wookiees. And it's uh it's really really cool just seeing uh just seeing Chewbacca bond with Leia one on one and uh, mm. really get to really get to know Leia outside of Han, which is really really cool and. Uh, I, I love me some Chewbacca, man. He's just mm-hmm. such a such a lovable character. Hmm. Oh yeah, top fifteen. He kicks it off. Wow, this is a yeah. Hera, Hera and Ch- and Chewbacca at the fifteens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with mm-hmm. that, we're on to fourteen, where we got one of my. This is the this is the tough. This was the most conflicting one. Whereas, like you know, where I've had Chewbacca and where I've had R two D two and. Uh, where I've had uh, all some of these characters that don't talk, but I absolutely love them. This is where I got a little conflicted, but I was like, I have to. I love my little green man's Grogu. Had hmm. to be my fourteen. Uh, wow, not not my fourteen, but just perfect. Like a oh, let's just talk about Grogu though. Um, oh my god, his introduction. You know that that. That was the moment in the Mandalorian episode one. You know, obviously I was already in. I was like, this is cool. I love following the the Mando and everything. But as soon as you see the little green guy, you're like, oh, my God, this show hit another level just now to where I have to know what the fuck happens. 
uh, his expansion throughout the their 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 relationship growing and growing and growing and them just oh, I love them I love them mm. and I love Grogu and uh, the fact that he was Luke's first apprentice he's met Ahsoka and he's met and I think he'll be trained by Ezra like kind of uniting all of these different uh, mm. these different Jedi that we haven't seen together like that's just really really cool the future for Grogu man at like they're not gonna kill him they're not gonna kill the kid uh like. Hopefully he lives for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, hopefully up to around a thousand or 900, hopefully. So that's the hope. Um, and, and that, that just unlocks a whole nother thousand years of star Wars that we're, uh, we can follow. Um, so I, uh, Grogu is a little further up on mine, so I guess we can, can, can save it, but only, you know, oh, I guess I won't spoil that, but, uh, but my 14 was Yoda. Oh. The other green guy. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, I don't know, like Yoda initially seems like that's a top 10 or like, you know, he like that's Yoda. That's that mm-hmm. dude. He's the master. He's the right. Jedi Order. Um, I don't know. I think he's uh, he's badass. Definitely. But like every other character, I think I like um, is more relatable to or uh, like I fuck with them more like they're like uh you know, like their idealism or like what, what, what they, like they're, uh, what Mindset. they're about, you know, I yeah. fuck with more. Um, and Yoda's just, you know, he, he is obviously badass and he is everything that he is like said to be, but you can't really relate, you know, to Yoda. Oh, no, there's doubt. not, there's not no much doubt. you can relate to with him, but, uh, but he's iconic. The silhouette, you know, another one of those silhouettes that's instantly recognizable. The way he talks is iconic. Everything about him, um, is, is, there's no other Yoda anywhere else um, other than Grogu. You know, he's, he's in, in Yaddle. Um, so uh, um, curious to see where the, the future, like, of their species, you know, goes. Where if we see, you know, Dagobah, if that's where they are or somewhere else, who knows? Um, I but, don't uh, know, but I, I love me some Yoda, man. And he will be, mm-hmm. he will obviously be popping up uh, for me in this episode i wouldn't wouldn't have forgotten that man in my top 100 but yeah grogu and yoda that's perfect at 14 that's oh, yeah. uh that's outstanding i love not, the little, not the little... same but i put an asterisk next to that one that was like a, yeah, just a little, little connections little... through the force oh, yeah. uh, like I a freaking cheer, cheer it or what uh what yeah uh, cheer it Mway was both our 54s that is still unbelievable and uh yeah that's i that's i don't know i still can't believe that but uh I don't know. I like that. That's a good, another one that lined up well. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I fuck with that. And uh, obviously we will talk more Grogu whenever we get there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that onto my 13, this is where I have Ray. Uh, I, I love me mm-hmm. some Ray, regardless of uh, how her storyline kind of flipped and flopped over the course of the story. It kind of seems like she, she, the direction of where they wanted to go was not clear from the beginning. And nevertheless, she still became a great comfort character. Uh, one that uh, I, I see a lot of Star Wars defining qualities in, you know, uh, a great deal of hope. Uh, she is a, she is a shining ray of light, you know, like she, her name's literally Ray. Um, she, uh, her lightsaber's sick. Oh, so um, fucking cool. Hope uh, okay. maybe a double sided lightsaber too. Question. We don't know yet. You know how like you have to like rotate that thing like at the top to turn it on, like yeah. that little thing. Eventually, you think she just does that with the force instead of yeah. like with her thumb. 
Like, cause that, that's just so cool. Like just to see that thing twist, you know, just like on its own and like mm. that, that's how she ignites it. Like, oh, like, uh, I just like to believe that because like, I don't know, every time a Jedi ignites their lightsaber, do they really press the button or like, are they connected with it enough where they can like actually like through the force, turn it on? I'm sure I mean, they can through the force, turn it on. Cause uh, I mean, but... in rays, it's like literally twisting something, I guess a button, like you can press a button with the force, I guess. You know, we watch, we watch Kylo do it to Snoke. Mm. True. 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 Uh, okay. Fair. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's like a less, op- like that's that that's a more obvious scenario <laughs> in which that's a useful thing to do. Not so mm-hmm. much when it's in your hand. Like every, they, they treat lightsabers like an extension of the Jedi, you know, like when they're truly like, that's how they're so lightweight to them. It's just like, it's an extension of like their body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I guess they went heavier with it. I guess, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, they're not Jedi masters. They're not, you know, they are just like learning with lightsabers. So maybe that, like that's why they were heavy. I guess Kylo's doesn't really make sense why his was heavy. Uh, well, I guess he's not truly like a Sith. You know, he's not like he's not, not trained sure in the ways the force. of like, he yeah, is. He's always like, fighting against himself yeah. sort of thing. So, so, so like, it's... I don't know, like weight of lightsaber is kind of just like a good like power ranking amongst Jedis in like Sith. Like, uh, the lighter your lightsaber is, the more in tune with the force you are. The, so, like, that's why Yoda's flipping around and going nuts with his saber. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, super quick with it. You know, like, all the, in the, like that. And it, I guess, it, you know, kind of make, yeah, that's kind of like a cool, a cool concept they threw in with, uh, like, kind of confirming it with Din and everything. But no, not yeah, to sidetrack too much with Ray. Sorry. No, but, no, uh, yeah, you're okay. No, my, like, uh, my favorite Ray, uh, character design over the course of the trilogy is in the last Jedi. I love the robe she's wearing when she goes mm. and trains on Octu. Uh, that gray look is really, really cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those scenes with Luke are really awesome. The, her time on Octu is really awesome. I, I love, I love watching her time over there where, uh, you know, when Luke tickles her hand with the, uh, with the leaf, mm. she's like, oh, I feel it. Uh, I think, I think that's cute as fuck. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. A lot of people are like, this is lame, but I really enjoy it. You know, uh, uh, whenever she immediately goes to the dark, she's like, there's something down there. It's Mm. calling me. And it cracks the stone underneath her. Like, I think that's a, I think that's a really cool character trait that like, you know, Mm. if, uh, if there was anything that gave me a little comfort whenever it was revealed that she was a Palpatine, it was that scene coming before it. It was like, mm. uh, okay, well they did, they did hint that whenever she had an opportunity <laughs> to go to the dark, she would do it. Uh, that would be yeah. a pretty, a pretty easy it inclination in her blood, um, in her blood. Yeah, <laughs> very much. So, um, uh, I mean, see the light, I mean, lightning straight up. She doesn't, she doesn't even need to learn. Like that's just so in her blood. It's so ingrained. It's like, bam. Like that, yeah. that, I don't know. That, I like, at first I was kind of mad. I'm like, whoa, like why? No. Yeah. They, no, they, like, they've always whoa. been like, it takes years to cultivate. But then the reveal like, that she's a Palpatine. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's cool. Like it makes it okay. Like, yeah, uh, like you're like, okay. But, yeah. That's why she can do it so easily. Like that's why, that's why. And like, as soon as that, that revealed, it, it was kind of like, I thought maybe it would do a little to kind of, uh, make people go, Oh, okay. Well, that's why she's so strong with the force without much training. And like mm. a lot of people didn't run with it that way. But, uh, I do think I, that was one of the things that made me go, I'm really cool with the fact that she didn't train forever. You know what, mm. you know what I'm saying? She was just so innately connected to the force, but, uh, 
I, she's just a really cool character. She's she inspires a lot of hope. She's just, uh, mm-hmm. uh, she's really cool, you know? And I think Definitely. that, uh, I mean, a Jedi that, you know, little girls can look up to, you know, and oh, that's like certainly. super important to have. Like we can't like, uh, I don't know that it was just really cool to see like in theaters and like, um, little girls, like having like the three bobs, you know, Ray's hairstyle, yes. you know, like that, that's like, that's what this is all about. Like it's all for the kids yes. and, uh, and Ray's like perfect for children. Like, uh, you can't oh, hate an outstanding like, yeah. protagonist for the next generation of Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that uh, there are kids who got to watch Ahsoka and Rey mm-hmm. as they were growing up is just really, really cool. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they're i I think it'd be really cool if Ahsoka makes it that long and they get mm-hmm. to and they get to interact one day. I think that'd be really cool as well. But uh, you know, as, as old Lady Tano. Uh, with with a with a younger Ray and Finn, mm-hmm. maybe I think that'd be cool. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Ray. That's why Ray's at my number thirteen. She's just a really Star Warsy character for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number thirteen for me. Um, like a bantha. Uh, this is where Boba Fett. Um, is Boba. for me. Um, and I mean, you know, I think Boba is always before Book of Boba and before Mandalorian was just looked at as like. That dude is just badass. Like, uh, no question about it. Like, he's only on screen for a little bit, but like, you still get enough to be like, damn, that dude is like badass. Like, it gave enough to people like to want his armor and like to cosplay it and like the slave one. Like, everyone, yeah. like everything about him that surrounds him is just like, damn. And like, Vader well, and telling his him his very no design design. is what inspired mm-hmm. an entire look for a clone army. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. Like, without <laughs> Boba Fett, there's no Jango Fett. And without Jango Fett, that's not what the basis of the clone army is. You know, like mm-hmm. that's. That's a really awesome fucking lineage there. And now what we have with the Book of Boba and learning that he's like not just this mindless killer anymore and that he has, you know, this amazing story arc to him Um, Mm. and like this beautiful way, like a new life found through, you know, um, the sand people um, and the five years that he spent with them is just like or four or five, however long he spent with them. Um, It's just like beautiful. And the the person he's becoming is awesome, like a true just – for the people, man. You know, he's for the people. Um, Becoming another very Star Wars defining character, you know, yeah. like representing the qualities that make that are all the good things that come with Star Wars. He's mm-hmm. got the he's just he inspires hope now, which mm-hmm. is really cool. You know, he didn't always inspire hope. That wasn't mm-hmm. always what Boba Fett kind of did. But after the book of Boba Fett, I feel like, you know, wherever Boba Fett goes, there's going to there's going to be a chance for the for the people. You know, mm. like, the people will be safe if Boba Fett's around, which mm. is really cool. Uh, and not and, to uh, say that he's not badass anymore. No, not he, at all. Uh, that man is like, still as badass as they why get. Why is the knee shotgun thing just so badass every uh, time? Dude, whenever he like, stuck his knee up and and, <laughs> and shot at the same time, I was like, that was the sexiest thing anyone's done in Star oh, Wars. God um, damn, man. Like, they just know what they're, like, ugh. Mandalorians and Mandalorian armors is so cool, but then like just the whole history of Boba and, and Django and like like oh my god, that's just and oh. Boba Fett being a Mandalorian by right, according to mm-hmm. Din, like Din being like, you know what? Yeah, your this dad was a foundling. Way. I would hope my children would be considered Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'd view I view you as a Mandalorian, and I think that's really cute. I think that's just really cool. Um. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he views Grogu in that moment when he meets Boba Fett, he's like, "Oh, I think Grogu's a Mandalorian, so you might as well be a Mandalorian to me too." Uh, and I think uh, 
I think that's just really awesome. Mm. And uh, I'll die but, for you now. Like, yeah, <laughs> straight it's up. Like uh, the Mandalorians have risked them risked themselves for me. I'd I'd risk myself for you. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you help me get my son back, you know, mm. or like send him off, basically. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, yeah, Boba Fett a little, little higher on my list. He will be mm. coming, and uh, the book of Boba Fett definitely boosted him. I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been top twenty-five probably just off the iconicism alone, just because he's awesome. But uh, after the book of Boba Fett, it just launched him up the list. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, he's my thirteen. All right, so Ray and Boba Fett at thirteen. Now twelve. This is where I think I have one where you'll be like, oh, uh, like a little, a little little low perhaps okay and, and anakin skywalker slash darth vader hmm. yeah, yeah okay at, at my 12 uh this is one that uh there's always been something not a disconnect with anakin because i still obviously really really enjoy the character of anakin skywalker and i think the thing that uh and I obviously really, really enjoy the character of Darth Vader. They're both iconic, and they both dis- just define my life as a Star Wars fan. Uh, but in the prequel trilogy, Anakin was never, like, growing up, Anakin was never my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was never my favorite people person in those movies. Uh, so from a young age, Anakin was never my favorite there. In the original trilogy, I always thought Darth Vader was cool. But he was also never my favorite there. You know, I always I always gravitated. So mostly what comes of my top 10 here is people that I, I latched onto when I was young and have continued latching onto. I'd say Anakin Skywalker might Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader 10 years ago is probably even lower on this list than he is. Mm. Now. If uh, you could split up Anakin and Darth Vader, would one be any higher or one be any lower? Anakin would be higher than Darth Vader. Mm. Interesting. Uh, just uh just because uh you know getting to see the human side of him and uh get uh just the whole thing from the phantom menace to to his fall in revenge of the sith it's just a really touching and mm. heartbreaking arc and it is star wars sets you know, it, it is star wars it's everything the in entire the story you know and uh um, yeah i'll uh, they're very high on mine I figured they would be. I, I and I, I that's why I was like, I think this one's gonna be the one where you're like, Oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh and uh <laughs> and I, I've I've no doubt there that like I it's everyone everyone else, most people would probably have him a lot higher. It's just that uh I look at the people I have above him and there's just certain there's a certain I, affinity I have in my heart for them. I think two that I have upcoming like replace where Vader and Anakin are, like for me, I think. And uh like, cause I, I, like, I know how much you like, uh, these two characters, I guess mm-hmm. leading into it, 12 may surprise you that this low, but is Leia Organa, which Ooh. I think is probably like high up for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so this wow, is that's Leia, perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's like, amazing. I think it, they just like switch basically. Uh-huh. Um, and I, the next one is like a perfect, I, I, uh, it just even leads into it even more, I think, but, uh, but Leia. Like, I mean, like, from just the original trilogy, or, like, just her there, and then, like, the sequels, like, boosts, like, boosts her even more. Um, like, there's no, no Leia content that is, is bad. No. Um, ever. Um, and, like, she, I mean, in 1977, like, being that powerful, like, of a female role, um, is just, like, amazing. 
um, seeing what she turns into, um, her deciding to like, um, not become a Jedi and like just stick like stick with with uh, the rebellion and like mm-hmm. oh, it's just so like so amazing, um, and like the burial Holy of her shit. like royalty, yeah, her and Luke's lightsaber, you know, together wow. is just like oh my god, um, perfect way to end it, you know. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it is it is interesting, you know. I've heard I've heard people's you know complaints, you know, like you're really gonna bury Anakin's saber on Tatooine. Mm. <laughs> Uh, surrounded and, by sand. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, and it's like I don't think Anakin has like. It, it makes sense that she, you know she didn't know Anakin. She knew Luke, and she knew this was Luke's home where he grew up. And Luke, you know, he did, he obviously didn't love Tatooine, but it nevertheless was a place that he called home. Mm. Um, I think Anakin. Yeah. What well, you get probably... buried on Mustafar? Right. No. Yeah. You get know, exactly. where where else? You know, what other planet could you bury it on? I think it'd be really. I think it would have been really cool to see the uh, to see the sabers uh, put next to like Padme's tomb. Oh damn! On Naboo, uh, damn. but this the sequel trilogy did a really good job of completely neglecting the pre- the prequel trilogy mm. and never really yeah. acknowledging it. Yeah. Uh, that like prequel, but I, I would have been really cool. But you know, we get what you get, mm. and you know, Tatooine is so incredibly Star Wars that it's like. How am I going to be mad that they're on Tatooine, especially come the time that they're on Tatooine then? You know, we don't know where Tatooine is actually at, you know, societally mm-hmm. in ep- after episode nine because of what we see in the book of Boba Fett. Who knows? Maybe Tatooine's mm-hmm. doing a lot hotter throughout the sequel trilogy. And it's mm-hmm. like a it's actually a pretty nice place to be. You know, uh, I think that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, I figure uh, you have you have a lot to say of of Leia. So, yeah, um, yeah. Leia will so be Leia will be a little layer later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To be to be sure, yeah. but yeah, so that's your twelve. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right. My eleven. This is one you've already you've already said. Uh, this is where I have Lando Calrissian. Mm. Uh, from a, from a very early age, I've loved Lando. Like mm. I, I latched on to Lando after his first appearance in Empire Strikes Back. I, uh, well, 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 what have we here? You know, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that the way he flirts with Leia right in front of Han mm-hmm. and Han reacting like. <laughs> Oh, you know, like what a he's smooth, man. He's a smooth smooth. motherfucker, you know. And you know, there were times in my life where I was like, "Man, fuck Lando!" But uh, you know, I ultimately grew to learn. You know, Lando definitely had to do what he did in Episode Five in order to do what he does in Episode Six, where he blows up Death Star Two. Yeehaw! Yes, Um, yes, in the Falcon. Yeah, that's a little higher, just a little higher. Mm. Uh, This dude's. Uh, fucking fantastic and you know i love watching uh donald glover play him and mm. uh in solo and the way we get to watch Outfits, him play sabacc man. which is what we've known him to be kind of like mm. uh kind of like known for uh around the galaxy so i mm. i just had to go with lando calrissian it was something i i was almost disappointed to not have him in my top 10 but uh you mm. know things happen the way they happen and and thus this is this is where I had him, Lando Calrissian at eleven. All right, now my other eleven that I said kind of fits well, and I think you have also very high. Um, is Padme? This is where yeah. uh, Padme is for me. Um, I, I kind of saw it fitting to put put her right next to Leia because oh, I mean, sure. there's, I mean, like, just the whole um, 
like Padme inside of Luke and Leia, you know, like the, the, like that's their fire. Like that's the, the, their, their spark. Um, and like, I think Padme is like super, super, um, like underrated in the Star Wars universe. Like she's responsible for so much, like her, just her like political role, like just as, you know, like her role, at, like in the Senate and stuff is like insane. She's, oh, she like persuades so many people on so many huge decisions. Um, and then like, you know, just her storyline of just her as like, a, you know, a mother, she doesn't get to really be a mother, but her life like lives on through Luke and Leia. Mm. And I just saw it fitting to, to put her next to, to Leia, um, just how similar they are and everything. So, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Just a, a little higher on my list. Just a, a little higher, just a little higher. <laughs> I figured, um, I figured. Yeah. Um, especially, especially coming off the, the novels I've been reading. She's just mm. a really lovable character and, uh, you know, I wish you could have got the the cut scenes from Revenge of the Sith, which is like create a whole other arc mm. with Padme, uh, where she's laying the laying the groundwork for the rebellion. Would have been a really really cool uh, cool addition to the on screen stuff. Uh, Talk about a Star Wars name, Padme Amidala Skywalker. Well, and her also <laughs> like uh, Amidala Queen learning Padme Amidala Senator. Queen Senator Padme Amidala Skywalker, goat queen. Well, she's, and what's interesting <laughs> is Amidala is like a chosen name. Oh, really? Like, you know, you. Bec- I'm learning this through the through the books I'm reading. Mm. It's like a you know she became queen and she she adapts the name Amidala. That's that's her queen name. Oh, um, oh that's not like Padme Amidala. Like her her family name is Naberry, N A B E R R I E Naberry. Nobbery. And so it's really Padme Nobbery Skywalker. Yeah, Padme, Padme Amidala Nobbery. Yeah, all like, of them. Like, like all of it. Like those are all part of her, you know. And uh, it's a, uh, it's really cool too because like there, you know, you have like the whole Annie Dalla, like the the, the couple mm. names for all the like uh, Han Leia and Canera, uh, mm. and uh, I can't believe they went with Annie Dalla, which is inarguably good over Skyberry. Um, oh, Skyberry! <laughs> Skyberry would have been so hard. That's cute. That's cute. Damn. But yeah, I'll be getting more to Padme Amidala mm. later on for sure. Just uh, just a little bit further up the road. The but top uh, ten. This is where it begins. This is this is where the fun begins. Mm. Um, we're kicking off the top ten here with Qui Gon Jinn. This is where I've got Qui-Gon and uh, uh, coming off a of master and apprentice, you know, he probably would have been lower than mm-hmm. top 10, but I, I had to get him here. Uh, I, I love the Phantom Menace. The older I get, the better the Phantom Menace gets. Uh, there's, there's, mm. there's part of me that doesn't want to label it my favorite prequel trilogy movie because I love Revenge of the Sith and I always have, but uh, man, as far it's as iconic. Like, what it I'm going like... to, what I'm going to for joy of the prequel trilogy, I'm going to, I'm going to fa- the Phantom Menace. Pod and, racing, uh, pod racing, um, uh, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan together, uh, Jar Jar Binks, uh, Maul, Maul, and you know it's sad to see Qui Gon go, but uh, it's something I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've lived with my entire life. Literally, you know, I've, uh, I've known he was going to go. Th- the entire time I've been mm-hmm. alive. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Qui-Gon is really the most sensible Jedi for, mm. for my money. And, uh, reading that book only, uh, 
boosted that perspective for me. Uh, hmm. He he's just got a really level head. He stands by what he believes in, uh, even if the council disagrees. You know, the council might disagree, but if he believes he's doing what's right, mm. then he's doing what's right. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm. he'll he's willing to bend the rules a little bit. And I think it's why Obi Wan turned out as as kind of by the book as he did. Mm. You know, which is uh, which is <laughs> interesting. Like he. Qui-Gon's the things Qui-Gon did that he disagreed with being reinforced by the fact that something he shouldn't have done or wasn't supposed to do led to him dying. Mm. It's probably part of what boosted Obi-Wan to be even more like the way he was. Uh, Damn. Yeah, he's just got an incredibly important role. And Mm. Qui-Gon Jinn is one of my favorites across the Star Wars universe and definitely one of my favorite Jedi. I think that puts him at... Kind of, kind of fifth Jedi, maybe fourth Jedi, defend, depending on how you define one of them, because mm. she is no Jedi, according to her. Ah, uh, yes. yeah, of course, obviously. Yes. Um, but to kick off my top ten is uh, the smartest decision Star Wars or Disney has ever made, and that's putting Grogu in like that. Just Grogu creating that character. Mm. Um, top ten, like he uh, had to be. Um, and next up, uh, fitting pretty much uh, with uh, I don't know. I, I won't. I guess I won't spoil it completely. But uh, but Grogu, uh, he, I, he had to be in my top ten. Um, mm. He's just um, the future of him um, is insane. The potential that they have with this character and how he ropes into everything is still a mystery and like still so gravitating and like just makes me come back like more and more and more not not just to you know just see his cute little face which is enough and all the cute little moments he has you know training with luke the little force hops that luke's carrying him along with the whenever luke's you know has him in the backpack like yoda does you know when he's in dagobah does the front flip oh my god um sees order 66 like like we like grogu has only gotten better and better and better and uh and like we've barely gotten anything like of him and that's insane um, so I, I, he had to make my top 10. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, that little green guy wanted to eat him at one point. Uh, but that's blasphemy, man. I, that's, uh, that's long, long since past those feelings. Uh, that was before <laughs> season two came out, man. That was that's how long ago that was one, two and three were my Grogu eating spree. Basically. Um, gosh, you remember <laughs> there was a point where we were doing this podcast and Mandalorian season two hadn't premiered. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this a while now. That's oh, yeah. I love that. But uh, <laughs> now, yeah, oh, yeah. Grogu is uh, is one of the best decisions Star Wars has ever made. Uh, it's it's so nice to see this little dude, you know. And every time he comes back, it makes me all the happier, you know. I kind of like forget how much I not like not for real forget how much I love him between seasons. You know, it's always like. I obviously love Grogu. Mm. I know I love Grogu. That's the cutest little guy. <laughs> but then we get more new Grogu, and it's like, oh my fucking god, I love this kid, and will protect him with my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the best. <laughs> uh, uh, and there's, oh. you know, the, it's the it's the inability to speak that that kind of dropped him down my list. There's only two people that have ever had like conversations with him. I guess kind of three, but Ahsoka and Luke have been like 
actually I guess, talk to him. And I guess before whoever he was training with, like, you know, before Order 66. But, uh, oh, hmm. yeah, I guess he kind of talked with Din a cool, little cool, bit. Man. You know, they kind of communicate, I guess, you know. I love when, I love but, when uh, Din learned his name. Mm-hmm. I was like, Grogu? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Grogu. Oh. <laughs> God, they're so cute together. Um, but yeah, start so off my top back ten together. with Grogu. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Now, on to my number nine. And uh, this is this was a tough, tough decision. This top ten, it was like, man, who is above the other? You know what I'm saying? And uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty confident now though. My nine is no Jedi. That's Ahsoka Tano. Okay. Uh, you know I I I really love Ahsoka. Coming off of Clone Wars season seven, I was like, that's top one. You know, mm-hmm. like I had no doubts in my mind immediately upon finishing the Clone Wars. This is this is a character I can confidently say at one point was my single favorite Star Wars character. And you know I I can't say that about a lot of people on this list, but there was there was a time in in my life where I was convinced Ahsoka Tano was my favorite character in all of Star Wars, and you know she just like aligned so well with what the audience was thinking during the time, and like I think that's why like she's so easy to latch onto. She's like the obvious like questions that we would ask, you know, if if no one else were to ask, and like Ahsoka brings like these points up, and is like she sees the flaws, and like. Her whole story, like everything about her, is just amazing, and and like it's Dave Filoni's baby, you know. Like the, the, he put everything like into Ahsoka. She's um, the perfect. She's the perfect product of Anakin, you know. Like uh, mm. she takes the skepticism of Anakin, the uh, the uh, by the book nature of Obi Wan, and she kind of she you know who she kind of reminds you of by the end of it. It's Qui Gon fucking Jin. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, by the end of it, it's it's kind of like she's out here to make her own decisions. She recognizes when the council's wrong. If she thinks she's doing the right thing, she thinks she's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I really, really respect that. And uh, hmm. she's always been one that, uh, you know, I grew up watching the Clone Wars. I didn't like, you know, I didn't. I've said this a few times over the. I didn't watch it for the story or anything. It was just like, ah, cool lightsabers and Star mm-hmm. Wars characters doing things. So, you know, I'm watching Clone Wars when I'm eight or whatever on Cartoon <laughs> Network. And like to watch her watch her grow and become a character that I love in 2020 that has grown with me Damn. over the course of my life. That's pretty incredible. And uh orange underutilized orange. but man when used it just seems right. And man, I do love Ahsoka and mm. and, and I, I still I still am yet to to tell you that I like live action Ahsoka more than I like animated Ahsoka because animated Ahsoka is just how are you gonna top that? No, like, yeah, there's there's some characters that have been brought to life seamlessly without like a without any sort of like overlap where I'm like, well, those don't really feel the same. And mm-hmm. Ob- Obi Wan definitely one of those like that character in the Clone Wars as opposed to Ewan McGregor and then later on in Rebels as opposed to Alec Guinness like those are those are perfect adaptations uh hmm. you know i think uh, i think maul pretty seamless that's one that's that's uh and then you know you got an, uh, examples like anakin where it feels like there's kind of a disconnect uh hmm. and uh, ahsoka it feels like there's something there's something there right now that hasn't quite hit full stride for me in terms of live action ahsoka uh 
Ashley Eckstein was just a queen as as the voice of Ahsoka. And mm. I hope Rosario Dawson can really, really rein that shit in and take her home. But uh, mm-hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, following Grogu, I thought it was only fitting to uh, to have Din right there next mm-hmm. to him. Yes. Uh, so so he's my nine. Um, and uh, I mean, it's you loved in for every reason you love Grogu. You know, their relationship is just so good, like so, so good. But then like outside of Den's relationship with Grogu, just a badass Mandalorian, you know, foundling through a purge, you know, which like just through, through war. Um, and, you know, kind of brainwashed into, into the way a little bit now that we know. Um, but, uh, like t- seeing the man that he's like turning into, uh, he has someone to live for now. Um, he's a, fa- you know, father, Grogu chose him and he's like, okay, here we go. Now, like, now it's on. And you're my boy. Um, it, and you're my is- boy forever now. Like, I don't have to worry about you getting taken by a Jedi again. Like, now we ride. Mm. And, uh, you know, him in that moment going to die for Boba, you know, he thought like, it's best for me just to stay away from, from Grogu, you know, like I'll, mm. it's better for him. He was comfortable. He was like, all right. Um, but then instantly, you know, whenever he sees him in the car, he's like, fuck, I should not have like, I doubt. No, like no way. What? Like, no, I knew, I knew, I didn't know when I would see you again, you know, but I knew, if. yeah. So, uh, ah, just, yeah, he knew he'd see him again. And I just, I loved him and he will be popping up here in a second. His uh, armor. Um, oh my God. Um, the beautiful, all the technicalities that have to go along with that, not getting oh. any cameras or crew members and any reflections, um, is insane that they, that they are so confident with his suit. Um, and they just, they do it so well, uh, responsible for like the volume, uh, the show was. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. All the technologies and stuff that this is pushing forward is super cool. Um, but yeah, I figured, uh, Den would be, I mean, pretty much right around this area. Um, yeah, it's you, a, he's but. definitely a top 10, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's zero doubt about it. And he'll be coming up in a couple spots for me as well. Uh, but with that, my eight is Boba Fett. Mm. Uh, this is, this is where I have Boba Fett. He ended up, uh, eking into the top 10 a- after the book of Boba Fett. You know, I, mm-hmm. we see this, this warrior with a heart to him, uh, who will go to bat to protect the ones he cares about and the ones who are defenseless. Uh, which I think is is really cool. And uh, Tamara Morrison, one of the best casting decisions the Star Wars mm. universe has ever made. Mm. Uh, and getting him back as Boba Fett, you know, 18 years after his appearance in Attack... Or, no, wait, 20 years after Dang. Attack of the Clones. That Oh my God, this year is the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Holy shit. Um. <laughs> What? But, yeah, yeah, that one, that one made me uh, a. That old. one made me age, but uh. Yeah, so you know his introduction <laughs> is Jango Fett, back in two thousand two. Mm. Uh, now, now being book of Bo- being Boba Fett in twenty twenty two in his own show, that's really, really fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, just a really awesome character with. And the expansion in the Tuscan with the Tuscan Raiders, so cool. We saw him go on a trip, uh, super badass. The yeah. only Star Wars drug trip we've ever actually watched. <laughs> um, just, hmm. just perfect. Oh yeah, man. And, and I, like, I still don't think 
there's a better end to an episode. I mean, aside from Luke leaving with, uh, well, now there's a couple. Now with <laughs> Luke leaving with Grogu and R2 and Din flying off with Grogu in the back of the mm-hmm. Naboo Starfighter. My, still my favorite end of an episode is Boba Fett doing the the tribal dance with the Tusken Raiders. Mm. That was such that a was good sick. episode. And that whole episode might have been my favorite episode of the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like legitimate, like Tamara Morrison's like culture that he brought into the show. Right. Like that's yeah, like the, the like Maori a, tribe, the Maori. Yeah. yeah. That, like, that's just so cool that like, uh, like Star Wars just allows for that to happen. You know, like it's, it's just a galaxy where you can take in legitimate cultures and it seems still Star Wars. Like that, that, that was still like such a Star Wars thing to happen, even though like mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, came from a real world culture, which. Is yeah. And you know, like I can't tell you for sure whether or not that was actually a Maori mm. tribe dance, but I can, I know for sure it was Tamara inspired, Morrison doing, yeah. mm-hmm. doing those dances on oh, set yeah. that inspired that for, mm. from Robert Rodriguez. But, uh, mm. you know, I, uh, mm. It's just a really good example of why representation is so important because like, uh, you know, I saw recently on Twitter the last couple of days, there's this Maori artist who carved a traditional Maori head mm. like sculpture of Boba Fett's helmet and That's presented it awesome. to Tamara Morrison. And it was like it went viral on Twitter and Star Wars reposted and this dude gained so much publicity for this. And uh, it's just a really awesome example of what representation does. Like the fact that the Maori Maori culture just got such a huge boost because Tamara Morrison uh, is Boba Fett. I think that's just so cool. And the fact that in this era of Star Wars, you know, with three leads in Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, and Din Djarin and having, uh, you know, uh, nothing, just a bunch of people of color as the Mm. leads. It's not not just a bunch of white people Mm. uh, being, uh, being the actors here. And uh, yes, that is that is the. Oh my god! Like that is that's just cool. Uh, we're looking at the pictures of of uh, the the sculpted or like the helmet that he that he was given, and like that's just so cool. Like that's like that Star Wars like can even allow for something like that to happen. You know. Ah, um, oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad Boba made your top ten. Uh, I guess he was my thirteen, so he, he was close. But uh, but ah, oh. I just I, I love it. I think it's so cool to just. You know, Boba, Tamara Morrison being a a Maori tribe and Ming-Na Wen being Chinese and Pedro Mm. Pascal being like Chilean. Like Mm. just we ain't fucking with the white Americans right now in Mm. uh, in those stories, (laughs) which is just like I like seeing leads who uh, are representative of a a large galaxy, you know, not just a bunch of white people interacting. I think that makes Mm. sense. Um. But yeah, Boba Fett at my eight. Uh, my eight. Uh, we just kind of talked about her, uh, but this is the No Jedi. This is where my Ahsoka lands. So pretty, pretty close. Only one, you know, one gap difference. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the only part that we haven't really talked about with Ahsoka, I guess uh, we we talked about a lot of her, but the uh, in Rebels that that uh, whole Vader and her. Um, where where she like truly believes that Vader's a different person than Anakin, and it takes seeing you know him through the helmet and like oh, recognize, so and he's like, and then she's like, oh my god, like what? And then she's like, wow. I'm not leaving you, not yeah. this time. Ooh. Wow, like I mean, 
it's insane that um, I mean, it, it's just so like from Padawan, you know, Ahsoka to like that moment that art, like the the history of her and Anakin, like everything like they've been through, and like oh my, like just like wow. Um, I don't I don't know of a more like beautifully made character, um, mm. you know, than Ahsoka. Um, she's just like perfectly crafted and one of the most well-written characters across all of star Wars in terms mm-hmm. of a, a, a story arc that has taken place over the course of these, of this franchise. Like she's one of the best stories there is mm. uh, pretty much no doubt. And uh, yeah, whenever, you know, Maul and her interact, you know, if you watched, I watched rebels before season seven, of clone wars came out. So, mm. Uh, there's this interaction between Maul and Ahsoka where he's like Lady Tano and is like knows who Ahsoka is hmm. and it's like oh yeah well how the fuck does Maul know who Ahsoka <laughs> wait is wait a What's minute that? Oh, yeah. and then to get that in in <laughs> that's cool Clone Wars final arc where he was like uh, who are you and they like they like meet and he like regards her as Lady Tano and he offers he offers his hand to her to like be like Yo, we could do this. We could take them down. This could be our thing. Mm. Uh, and it's just the the Phantom Apprentices, you know, Anakin's mm. apprentice and Palpatine's apprentice, forgotten by the Jedi, forgotten by the Sith. Like, Jeez. wow, yeah. I mean, I really hope live action Ahsoka can like stack up, and they they do they do well by her. And I mean, with Dave Filoni there. I mean, I don't think he's going to let anything I'm confident happen to her. it will be well-written. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm confident it will be well-written. It's just there's something about Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka right now that doesn't feel the same mm. as the Ahsoka we've known. Uh, and I'm not sure what that is yet. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll get – I'm sure it'll get refined. Dave Filoni at the helm, it'll be just fine. But, uh, yeah, Ahsoka at your eight, that makes – that's yeah, nine and eight, that makes perfect sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's interesting though. I thought my I thought she might creep into your top five. I thought hmm. she I thought she might get up there, but there, there's a name on here though. I still haven't heard that. I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Joe. You're sticking mm. by it, and I fuck with it. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I Does, love it. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I'll go on to my seven, and this is where I have uh, the queen, Padme Amidala. Hmm. Um, had to be top ten, and I wanted her to be top five, but I. I looked at these top, like the six I have above her, and I was like, "These are, this is it." Like she has to be seven. Uh, she had to fall outside of it. Uh, but mm. nevertheless, I love Padme, and I love her more than I ever have right now. As I am reading, I'm actively uh, reading her trilogy, and I can't wait for the next book to come out, Queen's Hope. Mm. Uh, very much so, looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to be reading that upon its release. But uh, she is just. Like you said, she is the spark you see in Luke and Leia. You know, they're they're they like to parallel them to Anakin a lot, and that seems to be mm. where the focus is: is that they were Anakin's kids. But mm. if you if you're watching and you're looking at the traits of these characters, Padme is. I think Padme shines through Luke, and Anakin shines through Leia a lot, which is mm. really really interesting. Uh, but uh, oh. God damn. You know, Leia also got to grow up as royalty on Alderaan, along with uh, along with Bail Organa and Brio Organa. So I also I also see a great deal of Padme in her, and I just mm. think it's I think it's interesting that Padme uh, she she deserves some more respect even within the franchise to mm. be acknowledged more. 
mm-hmm. uh, to because her role in the prequel trilogy is integral. And without Padme, you know, I don't think we get as quite as good of stories as we got. And I mean, you don't have the fall of Anakin Skywalker without Padme. That's like, that's certain, you know. And uh, there's they're, all they're, the Star Wars. Are you an angel? Mm. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it's really cool, you know. There was just a quote in the chapter I was reading earlier today where she's interacting with a uh, Depa Bilaba, and that's just one of the great things about the novels is that, like, whenever they're like takes place during the prequel era. Well, a Jedi is going to be tagging along. It's like, well, what Jedi? Are we just going to get some more? We're going to get more content of someone. Mm. And this happened to be Depa Bilaba, but she was like, uh, she she says, uh, you know, Padme remembered Depa Bilaba from Qui Gon's funeral on Naboo, mm. and uh, Depa Bilaba comments on the fact that she was like, I remember you. I remember everything that we went through, and I remember everything you went through. And uh, I know you have a heart outside the Senate. Like you will you'll stand by the people and what's best for the people, no matter what mm. you have a defiance to you that won't burn out. And, uh, Padme comments that it was the oddest compliment she'd received since, uh, uh, since a young, a young boy on Tatooine confused her for an angel. Mm. Um, <laughs> are you an angel? Well, uh, oh, yeah. and no, yeah. I just, I just absolutely love Padme. And, uh, I think uh, costume that was design. Oh, the best costume design in the galaxy. There's, there's no doubt about it for mm-hmm. me. And that's Padme's what really, uh, and you know, that's, what's interesting is as I've gotten older, you know, she's risen above Anakin mm. in my, in my ranking. You know, this is, this is one that I definitely didn't really latch onto when I was younger. I thought she was, uh, she was cool. I thought she was pretty, pretty lady, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary Anakin. Uh, but as I've, as I've gotten older, I'm like, wow, she really is one of the best characters in the Star Wars universe. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I just love, love Padme. And, you know, you see her spirit shine on through Luke and Leia so much. And I really hope we can get some more Naboo in the future of Star Wars. Maybe some uh, Handmaidens content, uh, the Amidalans, perhaps. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're around post-Return of the Jedi, the Amidalans. So, mm-hmm. I hope oh, yeah. they I hope we can see them pop up. But uh yeah, Padme Amidala. That's that's my seven. She's my queen. My seven is uh Han Solo. Mm. Um and uh I just I love uh his arc. You know, he truly becomes a hero. Uh, he comes back. Uh mm. you know, he you know, like him just coming back, you know, was just like it was just so like so good to see. It's heart it's so heartwarming every time. It's like Ah, like you he, do care. Mm-hmm. You do. Even if I you don't it. like, I love you. I know. Like you ah. just, he, he is so Han Solo. Like Harrison Ford is just, even though he hates the role for whatever reason, um, God damn, did he fit it? Well, well. it's, it's, Maybe I don't that's, think it's that he hates the role. It's that like he does it. He does his job, he acts, and then he goes home. It's not like he cares, like, it's just like, uh, it's just that he's like, I don't really give a shit about Star Wars lore, guys. I just know that I cashed a huge check fair. from Han Solo. So for that, I love that guy, uh, which is, he bought me a plane, you know, some shit like that. Uh, uh, but yeah, Han, uh, I mean, on like, uh, whenever I was looking up, um, list of Star Wars characters, like after I got to like 80, whatever, whenever I stopped or 60, so whatever the number happened to be. 
Um, like Han was like number one on a lot of uh, people's lists, which was uh, interesting I think to he's see. The, he's the OG fan favorite. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the. I guess he was. Uh, well, he was the cool was, guy. Yeah. He was like, I guess before. What, what was he in? Was he in anything before? Star Wars. I mean, like, he was, was in he already kind of big. This yeah, is so what really like, launched his character. Yeah, this is what really big. launched Harrison Ford, though. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, uh, I think he's the original fan favorite. You know, everyone was like, well, you know, Luke's kind of a dork, and uh, Han's the cool guy. Mm. You know, he he runs around with his giant dog friend. That's super dope. True. Um, hmm. super cool pilot. He's a uh, you know a blaster at your side is a lot better than any uh. Any Jedi voodoo will get you, but uh, <laughs> I love uh, I love me some Han Solo, man, and he'll definitely be popping up on on my list here, in uh, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, love Han Solo, man, and you know the rede- the redemption. You know this this immediately becomes one of Han's best scenes mm. when Kylo uh, when Kylo's redeemed, and mm. Uh, mm. you know what she stood for, what she fought for. That's not gone. Uh, God damn. No, Kylo Ren is dead. My son. Okay, to alive. clear that up, how exactly is Kylo seeing Han? Is it through Leia? I, uh, like, is it Leia's okay, last so, act of desperate? Like, it's her last act, basically. Like, my my perception of it is that Leia did what Luke did in her final moments, mm-hmm. and uh, projected herself before Ben while the fight was happening uh when when kylo looks up and ray stabs him in the chest i think he's looking at leia uh Mm. like he's genuinely looking at the form that leia took but they didn't have i'm assuming they didn't have footage to really coincide with it so it was just like kind of power 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 of the moment of him seeing her and that's just kind of what happens but uh and then after that i think it's kind of kylo's consciousness manifesting Mm. in a certain way like uh like damn you know the the main conflict he has with he tells him like mom's gone like Mm. fresh on his mind like my mom just died um Mm. so it's just kind of like i've lost my mom i've lost my dad and now that's that's the push i needed over the edge is ray saving me when my when my mom came back to save me and it ultimately manifests itself as han as it's that's the last straw mm. to come save him you know ray sa- leia saves him ray saves him han saves him and that's kind of the whole thing and i think it's just it's just him visualizing his conscious in a way that it's han it's mm. definitely the most you know as 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 far as a franchise where they have force ghosts and and stuff like that. It's certainly an interesting choice to do something like that that would certainly do nothing but confuse people. Mm. Uh, like, I, mine's just an interpretation. Like, I have no idea if that's actually what they meant. You know, like, that's just just what I take from it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, if, if, mm. if you're one to think it was Leia manifesting herself as Han Solo, to each their own, you know. But uh, that, that just didn't seem feasible to me. I didn't think, uh, I think it would just be kind of... Uh, it, it kind of manipulates Kylo into his redemption instead of him getting there on his own. Hmm. Uh, it's like uh, if Leia presents herself as a different person and convinces him to come back to the dark side or come back to the light side, it's like a hmm. kind of coerced him by using his dead father and do it, but Fair. not coerced him obviously, but yeah. knew what was best for him. You yeah. could also, you could always interpret it however you want, but hmm. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I just think it's Han Solo manifesting in his imagination. Hmm. Yeah, he's my seven. All right, um, all right. Wow. With that, on to my six. And this is where I have Din Djarin. Mm. Uh, I, uh, and the thing that reaffirmed this was his return in the book of Boba Fett. You know, I talked about this on that episode, the return of the Mandalorian, how I wasn't sure if I loved the Mandalorian because I just love the show and everything it's been about his relationship to Grogu and all of this. But when we spend that whole episode with Din, mm. I'm as happy as I've ever been watching Star Wars, you know, True. and it's just Din. Um, and I, I, I love, I love the character introduction we got in episode one where we see him go after the mithril, him walking into that bar as it opens up before him and, uh, you know, him ultimately being like just an overwhelming badass straight off rip, just an instant fucking cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. He comes up to the bar and slams the dude's head down and just all snips a dude in half with the door. Like space you're, Batman. You're, if he could kill right. if Batman could kill. This is space Batman. That's a fact. That's a fact. Space cowboy, right. Batman, space cowboy, <laughs> Batman, just in jarring. But, uh, you know, Grogu's his Robin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His little but, uh, boy. Well, yeah. And, obvi- and obviously that is, the driving force behind Din's character is mm. the is the relationship he has to Grogu, and uh, I I love I love the paternal figure we've seen him become, and uh, to always seem to uh, not be looking for that, but be open to that possibility because he was a foundling. You know, like uh, if he found a child who needed to be taken care of, he'll take care of the child. You know, like he found a child and he's like, I can't kill this kid. Mm. like what if what if they had killed me mm. when they found me like that's just immediately having that heart to him it's 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 touching as fuck watching him fly off with grogu at the end of the uh at the end of the first season and uh even his hatred of droids like even coming you know around where he's mm. he's even thinking little bd1 droids and like you know he, he likes droids now a little bit I think IG-11 I mean, did that a lot for him. Like that was, he was Oh big. yeah, huge, huge leap in his development towards, uh, towards appreciating droids a little more. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think to the, the passenger season two, episode two, where he's helping the frog lady transport her eggs. Uh, I love that. Love mm. that <laughs> moment for Din. That's a great one. Uh, and you know, the finale and the episode before where he removes his helmet to save Grogu, you know, and uh, that last, that last moment where he does Grogu grabs his mask and he removes his helmet. And that music that plays is just, Oh my God. And you know, the tears in his eyes as Grogu's Uh. being carried away. It's like, Oh fuck. This is so, so emotionally riveting. And you know, we don't get a lot, like we get plenty of emotional moments in star Wars, but not a lot have like truly, drawn me to tears uh throughout the star wars saga that's an ugly uh, cry right there that one was one where i was sobbing Mm. sitting there like (laughs) i mean every everyone all the emotions around the world once everyone around the world at 230 or however long it was 250 whatever yeah 245 somewhere we were all crying together man we were uh oh man what a what a moment and like we're not even done 
we we're just getting started with then, you know, like no, yeah, like this man's gonna be in more shit. Mm. Uh, I'm so excited for what whatever Den story gets into, and you know Pedro Pascal. That's that's my man's right there. I love that guy. Mm. And, you know the other uh, the body doubles for the Mandalorian obviously deserve their respect too because they've cultivated the character we know mm. almost as much as. Pedro Pascal has, or arguably more so, according to many people. But you know, Latif Crowder, mm. uh, one of the one of the body doubles who we see do the fight against Moff Gideon in the mm. season two finale, uh, and then uh, I think the other one's Brandon Wayne, the son of John Wayne, mm. which is uh, just a really interesting. Like, of course, the Western legend John Wayne's son is Space Cowboy. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just perfect. Uh, but yeah, Din Djarin. Seeing Pedro Pascal when he when he I just I hope we get to a point more often where Pedro Pascal gets to act without the helmet on, mm. uh, just because I love watching Pedro Pascal do his thing. I think we're an incredible there. actor. Yeah, I think we're definitely getting there, moving in that direction. The Creed is no longer, but kind of maybe I don't know how. You know, he's gonna he's that. he's gonna do what uh, Ahsoka and Ezra and Kanan and all these characters did with the Jedi Order. He's gonna find his own relationship to the Creed. Mm. You know, like he. He still abides by it, but you know he's there. There's room for it to be adjusted. I mm-hmm. think he sees. Uh, yeah, there are some good things to take out of there. I guess you know, like for survival and for yeah, certainly like just straight up, you know, combat and stuff, loyalty but, uh, and yeah. solidarity and family. Like they very much so believe in that, and I think, uh, I think he is going to choose to view that as taking precedent over some of the rules. Uh, mm-hmm. That they've they've laid out loyalty and solidarity should be above some of those things. Uh, mm-hmm like removing your helmet and uh, yeah <laughs> i think i think din i think din knows that and will i think we'll see him go to those uh those mines of mandalore and i think uh mm. my biggest boldest prediction for din is that we see him ride a mythosaur at some point damn uh with dark saber in hand that'd be insane that would be i mean i give it 40 percent chance of happening yeah you know like i don't I, like i'm not 100 behind it or anything but i think it's a, <laughs> I, I think get, it's a cool possibility oh, yeah. that they've kind of they've laid the groundwork for a little bit if they wanted to execute mm-hmm. on it so uh there, those lines are in there for a reason the, yeah. leg- the mandalorian who used to ride the legendary mythosaur. oh yeah yeah like okay they say that the mythosaur would herald a new age for mandalore mm. there's a new person you don't say dark saber <laughs> you don't I say don't know, it just seems for it seems right Hmm. But uh, huh. I guess here he well, maybe is. Maybe Din, maybe oh, Din oh. is the Mythosaur. Much to think about. Metaphorically, Will he herald a new age of Mandalore. He's a shapeshifter. Um, <laughs> sorry, he is a transformer. Um, <laughs> it will be a mechanized <laughs> Mythosaur. Oh, that'd be sick. His armor just can. Oh. <laughs> Gets modded up. <laughs> Mod me into a mythosaur. <laughs> <laughs> do what you have to do. <laughs> oh, but uh, I guess moving on, here he is. Uh, my boy, number six, goes to Count Dooku. I was wondering if he'd break the top five. And it was between him and one other guy that we're going to break uh, the top five. Um. And I, I, I recognize game, you know, like, uh, game recognized the the guy who's above him. He, yeah, yeah. 
it uh, he's above them. You don't have a lot but, of doubts, but not bare, just just this much. Um, <laughs> just, just one but, spot. I mean, like, you can't talk about just Christopher Lee. Um, just as mm. a dude in real life, dude, sir, sorry, sir, Christopher Lee, um, um actual sir, um, like his full name. Yeah. Like sir, Christopher Frank, uh, Caradini Lee CBE C S T J for his like royalty, like, you know, knight status and stuff. God damn. Um, dude was like a mass he fenced, you know? So that's why his like dueling was actually clean, you know, like just like they let this dude just like go with his lightsabers and uh he just knew like what he wanted like he like specifically like liked the curved hilt like he thought it actually like gave an advantage you know to him like in his fighting style like dude is just a badass and like the whole like you know him getting trained by yoda and then fall you know recognizing the flaws of the jedi like getting that in clone wars was amazing not just seeing him as like the true evil guy that he is um but he's like very calculated very meticulous um, hey, he told Obi-Wan. Mm. He told him. Mm. The Senate's being controlled by a Sith Lord named Darth Sidious. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> and was like, we can do this. We can take mm. him down. Me and you, right now. Come with me. And, you know, Obi-Wan being who he is, and Qui-Gon having been who he was, it wasn't going to work like that. It mm -hmm. was going to be Qui-Gon if anyone was going to do it. If anyone was going to do it with Dooku. Eventually, it mm. would have been Qui Gon, and I don't oh. even think I don't know if he would have. But oh man, but yeah, Dooku, I uh, you know, an actual beheading that we do see, like you know, sound of head rolling, <laughs> you know, uh, definitely, oh, definitely a, a memorable moment in Star Wars. That's for sure. <laughs> Hate to see him go, but you know, when you get in the well, way of Anakin, not much you can do. Um, but uh, I don't know what a duelist. A, uh, the one duelist. of the best duelists in the entire galaxy. Um, but yeah, My incredible. Number, no, number yeah, six. Great character. I'm glad, I'm glad he, I'm glad he was so high on your list. That makes me happy. I had him at 24. So we mm -hmm. had a little bit of a, a little bit of a difference there, but, mm -hmm. uh, not, not too bad. And I like that this top 25 with some exceptions has just been a variety of the same characters, which mm. is really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was bound to happen. Uh, oh, yes. Ago. And I think we, I think we've, we already counted it out. Like I had 10 that you wouldn't have in your mm. top 25 and you had nine that I didn't have or something like that. But that's really cool too. There's a good balance of, of things you enjoyed that I, I had lower and things that I enjoy that you had lower. Uh, but with that, we're into the top five here. Here we go. And it's, it's interesting because three of my top five are characters you have already said. Same here. Uh, mm-hmm. That's 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 really really cool. Um, uh, more like two and a half or one and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Who kicks All it right, off? So, so my five. This is where I got my man's Yoda. Uh, lo love it. me some Yoda. Mm. Uh, he's always uh and it's OT Yoda. You know, mm -hmm. contrary to a mm. popular belief, being a prequel baby, you know, you you might think I liked the. Uh, the little animated Yoda a little bit more. and uh, But I can confidently say upon growing and watching and understanding the characters, I too am not 100% on board with the way Yoda goes about things mm. in the prequel trilogy. You know? Uh, but come the OT, that's that's my Yoda. Mm. You know, the one that's kind of lost his mind a little bit. Uh, is a little batshit crazy. He's funny. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love me some Yoda in the uh, when he pops up in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that's uh, that's a, that's one of my favorite my favorite appearance of Yoda's is definitely Empire and Return of the Jedi, and closely after that, and might might even be my second favorite appearance is his Force Ghost appearance in the Last Jedi. Uh, I don't know about the lightning strike though. I don't know about it. I don't know. I don't know if that's truly like the lesson he was. I don't. I don't know. Like it really Yoda the one to do that though you know like I guess I guess it, it it would make sense for anyone if anyone were to do it Yoda would would be the one but I mean I guess the book survived anyway so yeah I think the thing was is that he knew Ray had gotten the books out mm-hmm. so he was like books survived you know there's nothing in those books the girl Ray doesn't already possess because she literally possesses <laughs> the books uh I guess, it, okay never mind he it always was just spoke, truly to teach he always Luke a spoke lesson. in riddles mm-hmm uh <laughs> stuff like that like i think uh and i think that was actually why that line might have been there in the book of boba fett mm. he spoke in riddles uh it's because like he didn't really speak in riddles you know he's just he just spoke with backwards grammar but you know that line can be perceived mm. as a bit of a riddle uh you know there's nothing the girl ray there's nothing in the books the girl ray doesn't already possess mm. uh Wow, what a guy! But ultimately, you know, him sitting next to Luke that one last time and being able to talk to him, uh, talk to him about it, and uh, inspire Luke to take his last stand. You know, uh, I think uh, Yoda was a great master for Luke to have, mm. but uh, instrumental in him not seeing the flaws of the Jedi before him. You know, Yoda was very steadfastly by that Jedi code. You know, he still still bought into it even after the collapse. Um. Mm. And, you know, there, there are certainly things to, like, I never thought the point of the movies was to be like, the Jedi were wrong. You know, they're not, they're not wrong. Mm. They're, they're bogged down by dogma and, uh, and the, the bureaucracy of it all. They're, the way they've been involved with the government so closely is where it led to them becoming a problem is the, the politics of it all. Mm. And the the position they were in to be manipulated as they were, uh, and I think I think Yoda probably figured that out in his uh mm. in his years as a as a hermit, yep. just being like, you know what, I see, I see, I think I see what happened. He blamed himself, like that's, that's why he went off. He's like, I I lost, you know, I lost to Palpatine. Um, I could have saved everybody. And I was going about it kind of the wrong way, like for a while. And it's just, damn, uh, kind of, I don't know, perfect that my number five, uh, is Palpatine. Uh, he'd be the only guy to, uh, squeak out, uh, Count Dooku out of the top five. And that's, uh, so that's just where Palpatine lies for me. I forgot about um, Palpatine, yeah. man. I had him at like 40. Yep. Um, I love me some Palpatine. He's straight mm-hmm. evil, but the mass, like, I love Thrawn and the mastermind that he is, but Palpatine mm. is responsible for everything. That's um, true, and possibly more. Um, like I, I mean, like it, who who knows what else like fills the gaps between the sequels and uh, and Return of the Jedi. So um, I'm I'm super excited to uh, to see how they do fill those gaps. Um, but he's just. Oh, I don't know. Just super calculated. Love the yeah, mastermind villains. He's iconic. That silhouette 
You know, he, he, <laughs> he completely manipulated Anakin in every single possible way. Um, oh my goodness. Some of the imagery they use when it's just them in the off in the office where they use their silhouettes walking side by side. It's just so fucking effective. Palpatine um, took that last little bit of life force from Padme, put it right into Anakin. And uh like they're like I think it makes I think it makes the most sense. Like Anakin says, you know, like, you know, the first, he, the first question he asks is like, is she okay? Where is she? Like, uh, you know, and like, and your, yeah, in your is anger, she, you killed her. How, how would, yeah, how would he know that, that he killed her in her, in her anger? Because Obi-Wan took her away before they got there to find, you know, Anakin's body there or Vader's mm. body there. So like, I mean, does Padme die? Like through, I mean, she was, I guess like force choked and like, um, before beforehand, but like, does giving birth just after getting four choked like kill you? Like, I I don't. I guess she was already like in in like dire state and all, but like, I really think like uh that Vader would have died if not for the life force of Padme. Like that last yeah, little bit. Like, uh, but. I think that's my favorite. Like, I think it's there was a really long time where I I you know kind of viewed it as not Palpatine removing the life force from Padme, but it was what she's, it was what the droid said, you know, like she's, she's dying inexplicably. Like we have no idea what's happening. Mm. Uh, like a broken heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't think, uh, I think like that, the romantic side of it, like the Shakespearean tragedy of it all, the way they mm. framed it, that made a lot of sense. But for me, that really sucks, uh, for Padme's character. Uh, and therefore I choose to ignore it. Uh, like, uh, yeah. because Padme does have plenty to live for, mm. you know, a couple of children They're right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I have to think that something else interfered there. Uh, and you know, obviously it's not like she lost the will to live and can control whether her heart shuts off, you know, like that's not something that can necessarily happen. It would have had to have been, she was in such dire circumstances that she basically just died uh maybe the force even kept her alive long enough to have her give birth to luke and leia i just see like if palpatine is taking the life force from padme you know if palpatine takes the life force from padme to give to anakin why wait until she's gave birth to twins. I don't, I just don't think that Fair. it makes a lot of, I guess like, maybe in Palpatine's master plan, like he thought Luke would, you know, join them. And uh, something that I, something that I would be okay with is like, uh, he did take mm. her life force and the force kept her alive to give birth to the babies. Mm. Um, mm. the, the, and that's the, the other thing is just like how, Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all you know, the force. Yeah, Sith, Sith rituals and yeah. sciences. It's the force, like yeah. it. It connects everything, um, whether dark or light. So, you know, mm. I think like I don't know. It makes sense if uh, Palpatine was involved in some way. Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe he really thought that like these two kids could be very beneficial to him. Like these are the children of of my, you know, Vader. Like, uh, it's Vader's right. kids. Like, uh, damn. Like, they're maybe. So, I don't know. 
But uh, maybe it was like one day they'll become powerful enough to unseat Vader and work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, he uh, snuck into my top five. I respect it. I respect mm-hmm. it. Now, yeah. See, I just like a. It 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 is interesting with like retcons and stuff, like going back and mm. taking characters from the original trilogy and trying to adapt their stories in a way is uh, it gets hard because you're kind of like a. There's some things you have to ignore sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like with Ray, like with Palpatine being so insistent on getting Ray. I have to think he would have been very insistent on getting Luke and Leia mm. if he knew Fair. they were alive. Yeah, true. Hmm. That's interesting to think about. Yeah, there's just a lot there, mm. you know. And that just one a, moment, that's a big moment. <laughs> it's a huge moment. Damn. Yeah, Palpatine. That's a it's a really strong character and another Star Wars defining character for sure. But uh, doesn't doesn't warm the heart for me like uh, some other ones do as I define this uh, define this typically. Um, with that, I guess that was both of our fives. Mine being Yoda, yours being Palpatine. I shall continue. With, uh, with my pick number four. And this might, uh, this might be a, a slight shocker. Uh, just, uh, just given the four that we, that I haven't said yet. Uh, it's like, uh, you'd expect him probably to be the top. Uh, and at four is where I have Luke Skywalker. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Luke Skywalker, you know, he, I love this character, obviously. And, uh, this is a, this is another example of something that happened with Anakin's character when I was a child. Uh, you know, I, I, when I was younger, I never idolized Luke the way I idolized Han Solo. You know, I always thought like Han Solo was my favorite character and, uh, Han Solo was my favorite character. Uh, but you know, with Luke, wow, I, it's only recently that I've, I've come to appreciate Luke Skywalker on a level that, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, undoubtedly top five. And he was always top five, you know, it's Luke fucking Skywalker, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, I really loved his performance in the last Jedi, not, not the character Luke Skywalker so much as Mark Hamill. I think it's his best acting he's done across the franchise. Uh, and I do, I do appreciate wow. Luke in that movie. I think his his ultimate redemption there uh, is uh, is awesome. His final moments is one of the most badass thing things anyone does in all of the Star Wars universe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that he's a literal legend to the point where people don't even think he's real in yeah. the, in that own galaxy, um, which is which is insane. But uh, I mean. I, I'm very surprised to hear like Luke out of your top three. Um, definitely out of, like even the top two, even. Um, yeah, yeah, he's out. He's outside of my. T- and I, I, I debated. Mm-hmm. Like he was almost three. I even switched him to three while we were talking on number six. Wow. And then I, I switched him back before before we got before we got here because I was like, nope, it's not right. I think I know. I think I know who I like here. Hmm. And uh, I see. And it, the. Yeah, these top three, the top three I have here ultimately go back to my, like, these are the characters I've loved since I was a small child, mm. you know, and like, uh, that's, mm. 
That's how I'm going to go about it. But, uh, yeah. All right. Luke Skywalker wow. 4. Wow, what a shocker. Yes, perhaps a shocker indeed. But mm. Luke Skywalker is my 4. Uh, I think my 4 doesn't come as, as really any surprise if uh, you could figure out my top 3. Um, this will probably solidify the top 3 pretty much after I say him. But uh, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi mm. uh, for, for my number 4. Uh, Space Jesus. Um, he's our dad. He makes all the dad jokes. He's just a perfect Jedi, you know, but uh, also super devastating. At the same time, we talked about Chewie, how devastating his story was, and, and Obi-Wan, he uh, he doesn't fall far behind, um, if uh, if any at all. Um, I mean, God damn. Freaking starting off, you know, you got Qui-Gon going. You got Duchess. You cool. have Anakin. Like, just those three things, like, it just, like, by itself is just insane. And then, like, he has to live on Tatooine as this hermit, you know, or, like, who knows, I guess, what's going to happen with him. Um, I get, you know, but as we've known, he just lived in, like, solitude by himself on Tatooine, Mm -hmm. just making sure Luke was all good. Um, And, like, uh, like, I mean, I don't know of a single person that hates Obi-Wan Kenobi. I like I feel like he might be the most likable character in Star Wars. Um maybe I see I mean Luke is Luke and I how can you hate Luke at all? But I've heard some people say that Luke was whiny like Anakin was whiny. They always say why like I never understood like that those sort of things like calling Luke Skywalker and Anakin whiny. But uh I don't know. I don't I, I don't think uh like anyone has anything ever bad to say about mm. anyone, Kenobi, and uh, you know he's yeah. I'd say he's the second most universally liked thing in Star Wars. Mm. Oh, fair. Behind True. behind John Williams, uh, nobody ah, nobody okay. nobody got a single bad thing to say about a John Williams score. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were gonna say Grogu. Um, I see. Just I, like I, as I a see most... more and more Grogu hate. Really? Yes. People hate yeah. on Grogu. Well, people are people are annoyed with how much focus there is on Grogu. You know? Ah, I see. Mm. There could be there could be stories beyond Grogu that we're not being told because Grogu cute. <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, I mean, but I mean, I'm a sucker. But uh, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi as a legend. That's my number three. Mm. Figured uh, he'd be so coming I'll... up sometime soon. <laughs> yep, yep, and this is where it's at. So Obi Wan Kenobi, my three. You know, and uh, especially coming off Master and Apprentice. You know, seeing him, there's there's this conflict in the book where uh, Qui-Gon is offered the rank of master on the council. Mm. Uh, and he has to decide whether or not he's going to accept, which is not something people usually think about. It's usually, yes, I'm there. Like, of course. <laughs> but, Thank you. you. Know, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, you know, come the Phantom Menace, that's not a, uh, it's not a Jedi master, if you remember correctly. He turned it down to keep working with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi and him really grew a kinship and stuff. And it's, uh, it sucks to see him it sucks that he had to watch his master die. And, uh, God damn. yeah, it's rough. Oh, oh. another underrated, uh, another underrated kinship for my money is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Padme. I think they had a really cool, uh, kind of friendship that they don't get to uh, express a lot because Padme's trying to hide a lot with Anakin, but, there was always this respect there because that was the first Jedi she met, you know, mm. and, uh, 
knew her from a young age and was someone she could always find counsel in. I was trying to think of any scene that like I disliked Obi-Wan in. And I think there's only one. And it's not really his fault either. It was like whenever uh I forgot who was coming at it. It might have been Finnick. No. Who I, someone was trying like a sniper was shooting at Obi-Wan, hit him, he fell off a building, and they faked his death. Like uh had the whole oh, funeral and like, you know, that whole storyline. Uh that's why I mean like um I don't I, I don't remember exactly what happened or what their reasoning behind um you know faking his death. It was probably just you know if Obi-Wan is seen as dead, you know, that's just advantageous in more right. time and like when he's obviously not dead. Um but like I don't know if it was Obi-Wan who made that decision or if it was like someone higher up on the council. Well um, Mace and like Yoda were the only other ones who knew about it. So mm. I think they kind of sent him on this mission. It was better for Anakin to think Obi-Wan was dead. They kept him out of the loop. And that was there. And one of the things that contributed Mm. to Mm -hmm. his distrust of the order. But, you know, yeah, I actually really enjoy that arc where Kenobi goes undercover and uh, Mm. trades that group of bounty hunters and participates in the box and stuff Mm. like that. Like that's super dope shit. But, uh, you know, uh, something we haven't talked about a lot throughout this top 100 is the Mortis arc. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that nobody can, like, you know, he witnessed, you know, he knows for sure in these moments Anakin is the chosen one. There's no doubt. And, uh, whoa. He knows Qui Gon was right. You know, at, at can, all of Can it. you, like, imagine? Just like, I mean, you live in a universe or a galaxy where, where there's crazy stuff around you, lightsabers, blasters, light speed travel, things that are, you know, we can't even fathom right now. But then you get like, you know, like you see this one dude literally like controlling like two whatever they were like, like physical embodiments like of the force basically, you know, and he's like controlling like the whole day night cycle like everyone like and like you had like to witness that, you know, like to be it was Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, right? Was it Ahsoka and Obi-Wan? Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. Like they had to just be like. Oh my, like, I mean, like we heard rumors and like, I mean, we didn't like, you know, who knows if all this prophecy stuff is true, like chosen one, who knows that? But like in that moment, they just were, were like, there's no question about it. Like this is the dude, like, (laughs) I don't know, but all, you know, a key thing for me here in this uh, top five here, and you'll, you'll know who my top two are if you have if you paid any attention by now, mm. but, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, it, it was, it was important for me for these top five and I didn't even really plan it. But once it shook out like this, I was like, you know, it, it, it is a, a glaring, obvious thing. My love for the uh, original trilogy, mm. uh, these top five, these top five are all predicated on their OT appearances. You know, obviously I love Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, you know, that holds a special place in my heart because, I'm a prequel baby and mm. he's Ewan McGregor, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> he's a king, but, uh, you know, Alec Guinness's role in, in 1977 Star Wars, you know, that's a huge part. And, uh, is us. his first line, the like howl that he does to get the, uh, like the Jawas to run away. Yes. That's I just kind of love, uh, like I, for some reason I never note noticed the howl like ever. I just like, he, I just always knew like, here comes Obi-Wan, like enters Obi-Wan, but like, mm-hmm. Well, it's a great, it's a great dragon call. Yeah. Like, that's just like so sick. Like, uh, just little, 
little things in Star Wars. You know, like the first thing you ever hear of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <sighs> you're like, what the? This dude, yeah, this dude's a crazy old man. Like crazy old Ben, you crazy know? Crazy like old the, Ben, you know? And, uh, 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 a Tatooine son did not do him a lot of favors. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't yeah, think it does. Know, I, love, I love me some Ben Kenobi, and uh, he had to be my number three. I just... Uh, it was it was kind of like uh, who do I want above Luke or Obi Wan and you know I think back to when I was growing up and my guy in the prequel trilogy was Obi Wan Kenobi and my guy in the original trilogy is yet to be said but it wasn't wasn't Luke Skywalker at the time so I was like you know growing up I had that had that connection to Kenobi and I'm gonna stick with it over mm-hmm. Luke so that's why ultimately uh, hmm. Obi Wan eked out Luke Skywalker. All right, well my number three. Um is Vader, uh, just this half of him. Um, mm. I'm separating them. Uh, so, um, I mean, there's only two Skywalkers left, um, you know, in, in mine. So I, I, I think it's pretty easy, but I guess, you know, the order, it could, they could go either way. I think it's kind of, I feel like more I feel a little like, obvious, but, but uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we're PT babies, so you never know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Vader, um, the reason I'm putting Vader below Anakin, um, it's just Anakin has the whole arc to you know the the, the actual arc, and then Vader is just the solution, the like the the end, the the resolution of the arc, basically for for a mm-hmm. period of time, um, until he comes back and you know right before he dies, whatever. But uh, but Anakin, like that's where the story happens with Anakin. Um, and I mean, we obviously like Vader's still up here. He's number three. Like he doesn't have a bad story, or like he's still badass enough to uh. You know, to elevate him up this high. Um, you are strong in the force, young mm. Skywalker. Yeah, that's but that is Jedi yet. That is like a, I could just imagine being in the movie theater, nineteen seventy-seven, and like seeing that dude walk through that door off there. All you know, all those troopers, you know, before him, and he mm. just walks out, and you just hear like the score, you know, the the just like, and then him breathing. Yeah, like holy shit! Like that was that had to just been like. Like this dude means business. Um, oh yeah, such a such a clear cut. You know who you're dealing with immediately upon sight with Vader, and uh, you know. And I wish there's part of me that wishes I could have been around for the mystery of the original trilogy. You know, mm. when people didn't know what was going on. You know, we're kind of born. It feels oh. like I was born knowing all these things. Born mm. knowing that Vader was Luke's dad, and uh, born knowing that. Uh, Vader was a human in there, you know, but like there was speculation after oh. a new hope that he was a droid. He wasn't even human. Oh my like, God. I didn't even think about that. Wow. That even has like a possibility. Cause yeah, they had no idea. Like, yeah. How would they have known? Exactly. Um, so like, I just think stuff like that's really cool. Basically too. a droid. I mean, at that point, yeah, um, more machine than man now. But, uh, but yeah, I feel, uh, Darth Vader, I mean, he's the most iconic character of Star Wars, probably. Just, yeah. like, silhouette, like, look, um, voice, theme. Like, he you has don't everything. Gotta know. Um, you, you know, everyone is born. I've said this on the podcast many times. <laughs> you were born knowing Vader is Luke's dad. That's it's insane. It's something everyone knows. It's just, it is literal common knowledge to the point where... Whether you go like out in public one time, you know, in your little baby life, you'll probably like 
I don't know. Just everyone knows it. There's not – everyone knows who Vader is. Like, Vader, they instantly know Star Wars. Like, and or the other way around is, like, you hear Star Wars and you instantly think either Vader or Luke, you know, is like that. that's who you're thinking of. Well, Vader's um, an, a lot easier of an image to go to, you know? There's mm-hmm. something about that. There's something about that iconography that just sticks with you, and there's mm-hmm. – uh, there's a reason he looks the way he looks, you know, and that mm-hmm. uh, you ever seen that original Ralph McQuarrie uh, concept art of Vader with the blue saber and his long face that uh, they kind of replicate a little bit more in Rebels because Rebels is kind of just a whole homage to Ralph McQuarrie's art style. But uh, if you look Darth Vader, Ralph McQuarrie concept art, it's just so fucking cool. Um, and is it was like a lot like that. Or it was, uh, it's more like paintings, like down that, like over now. Yeah. Like that mm. stuff mm. like this. Interesting. Yeah. The, I, it's always so interesting seeing like the, uh, the other colors of, uh, you know, the lightsabers, the, the switch that they had, like, whoa, Vader, like just being blue is just crazy. Like any blue to him, like just seeing not anything you know either black or silver you know other than his buttons that are colored like it's just weird seeing color like on him but uh yeah it's a super a super original concept design by ralph mcquarrie and it's just a, that's the that's the picture i was thinking of hmm. uh, that's like the most iconic where he's fighting luke with luke having a yellow lightsaber while he has blue which is hmm. just uh gosh what could have been you know in some of these uh some hmm. of these ideas Mm. so wow who like yeah and we wouldn't have known any different you know it would have just that would have been star wars for us Mm -hmm. um like it's it's kind of crazy i mean i feel like lightsaber colors like if darth vader had a blue lightsaber i feel like that would kind of feel weird like no matter what even though it's so ingrained in us i feel like red is just more of an evil color yeah Um, it seems like, like i don't know how that was never just the yeah how like, is it always the- can you imagine like kylo's like unstable but like just blue you know like i don't know i, I feel like it just doesn't work um yeah. i feel like that's the only thing that like we could tell you know if they didn't stick with it but like for some reason the empire's blasters are green and the republics are red and that always confused me it always confused um, me when i was a kid too i was like and- what um, for, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. Um, but like, ah, yeah, this, uh, this is, this is super interesting. Like seeing what Star Wars could have been who like one decision could have like just changed everything. And we just would have, I don't know, would have just been the norm. Just would have been Star Wars. And who knows, like, who knows if everything had to be exactly the way for it, it was for it to be the success it was, you know, like there's just no way to tell. And, uh, I think mm. Vader is a large, large portion of the reason we saw success in that first movie and uh, beyond that trilogy and one of the most compelling story arcs in all of movie history and Anakin mm. and Vader. Um, yeah, I absolutely love mm. uh, Darth Vader and uh, n- nothing stands as iconic as him in Star Wars. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was my number three. I guess this is time for your two and basically one as well. Uh, kind of. Well, I, I don't know. I guess some people might not still know, but uh, yeah, yeah. My two is Han Solo. Mm. 
just uh, wow, this works just so well. Uh, like, uh, yeah, just yeah. It's ultimately it works out perfectly with the way we've got it, got it at the top of the list here, you know. But you know, let's let's give Han Solo a shine. You know, mm-hmm. ever since I was a youngin, this was my man. You know, I was I was a small small child, and Han Solo was that dude to me. Um, mm-hmm. Wanted to be Han Solo. Uh, I thought he was so cool. I thought like his relationship with Leia was mm-hmm. awesome. I was like, man, he got Leia. He you got know? the girl. Like he got a princess. You yeah. gotta like he what? Yeah, I mean he instantly killed the princess, man. Another novel I'm very excited to read about the wedding of Han Solo and Leia coming out later this year. Hmm. But uh, wonder what that would be like. Like what uh big or small? I feel like it'd be pretty big. You know, she's a princess of Alderaan, you know. Yeah, she's like that princess. has to be a big occasion. At least all the rebellion is there because uh, it's post Return of the Jedi. Do like Han's like smugly smuggler buddies come or like <laughs> or like Kira's Kira there who come who comes for Han you know like uh that's kind of sad yeah thinking of like because Leia has like everyone <laughs> well I guess they really don't have much family it's just all found family and mm-hmm. you know through through whatever so I guess it's kind of sad no matter who you who you look at and who they have like to bring whatever but yeah Especially, I mean, Han's best yeah. man. It's no one else but Chewie. Oh, is it Lando? I mean, it's Chewie. It's Chewie, but Lando's there. He's obviously in the, yeah, part of the groomsmen uh, for sure. Uh, who's yeah. who's Leia's bridesmaid? Uh, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, pretty much, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah. But Han Solo, man, I absolutely love him, and I think uh. You know, Harrison Ford, iconic, you know, mm. the role that sent him into the stratosphere and made him one of the most iconic American actors in history. Uh, I think uh, Alden Ehrenreich killed it as a young Han Solo, and I pray we see him back mm. uh, in some capacity because Solo is the most underrated Star Wars product there's been. Mm. Um, and I think he might have the single coolest moments uh for a non-force sensitive being uh maybe maybe non-force sensitive well you know what was the shot in the sequel trilogy bro where he's not looking at all he doesn't look at all does he just hear him you know and he's just my, that good my or like so i have this theory about the force awakens overall uh that the awakening of the force that occurs is not one that's in one person. It's kind of like a, there was something where it was like, whoa, yo, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Like there's, there's some shit going on. I feel like, uh, and I don't think it's necessarily that he's connected to the force directly, but that the force is influencing things in a much more obvious way. Uh, come the sequel trilogy. I mean, maybe Palpatine was supposed to die. Like, he was supposed to die. And when he didn't, it, like, threw the Force all out of balance, you know? Like, like, whoa. Like, maybe this world between worlds thing is, like, you know, somehow involved where, like, you know, the timeline or, or supposed thing that was supposed to happen, you know, didn't happen. So, like, 
the universe just needed, you know, so much more like light side, you know, positive force energy, you mm. know, and that's why we just have all of these like heroes that are just like, or I don't know, like, I mean, the force, like, you don't have to be, you know, force sensitive in order for the force to like help you out. Guide. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it flows it's, through all things, yeah, you so. know, as Yoda, Yoda once said, luminous beings, are we not this crude matter? Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, one of my favorite things about Han, you know, was just that he never wanted to be known as the hero, you know, but he was absolutely the hero and he wanted you to know it. So it was kind of like a, it was the funniest <laughs> fucking shit because he like, he put on this front where he was like, nah, nah, I'm the bad guy. And like, mm-hmm. even in Solo when when Kira is like looking at him and is like, you're the good guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, <laughs> no. That shit's so funny to me, you know, and uh, it's the arc he sees over his time becoming the, from the cold-hearted scoundrel to the, to the, the warm-hearted, loving, just a hero. A hero. A true hero, yeah. Harrison Ford, just a hero, man. Like, Indy and Han, like, true, just, just man, like, man of the people, just. Oh, man. Han Solo, the smuggler. No, Han Solo, the rebellion general. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, all of it. That's right. He um, did the he did the castle running 15 parsecs. 12. Yeah, it's like, it always goes up. Always goes up one. Every mm. every single mention, which is, which is hilarious. Is it 12 or is it 11? I think it's 12. I think 12. 12 sounds right. Um, I think it was like almost 13, but he rounded down. <laughs> uh, that's, ah. Uh, Oh, yeah, Han's amazing. Um, I guess he was my seven, but that's just because Palpatine and Dooku are Palpatine and Dooku for me. Right, right. Um, I mean, I, I like the thing, like, if anyone is in the top 15, they're all, like, part of this this oh. conglomerate of, like, just all Star Wars love. Like, Oh, dude, I just, yeah, you're right, especially when you get to that top 15. It's like, mm, oh, my God, like, I just love all of these characters with my entire heart but especially uh, top 10 and like without a doubt top five like uh yeah. so it's like it just like whoa um yeah just increase the love only increases but there's always love mm-hmm. from uh pretty much from 50 up for me uh mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah pretty i mean from 100 up all yeah like, frankly, I, mean, I, anyway. love, I love all these characters um, in some capacity but uh to my two um it is Anakin. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, I did split them up. I do like Anakin's character way more than, than uh, or not way more than Vader, but uh, just enjoyed, you know, I mean, Revenge of the Sith as a, a prequel baby was the movie um, that me and my brother always went back to. We played mm. this fight out numerous times ourselves everywhere. Um, and... Uh, I mean, you know, we I, we had to fight to be over who was Anakin, you know? It's crazy that you want to be the dude who gets three of his limbs chopped off at the end of the fight, you know? Like, right. what? Um, uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Anakin was just, uh, like, as a kid growing up, he was so cool. Um, like, just everything about him, his look. Like, Hayden Christensen, you know, the hair. Oh, the hair. Like, Oh my god, like dude dude just was so cool. Um 
and he, knowing what he becomes, you know, I, I like to think of them as two separate characters completely. Um, that like Darth Vader truly killed Anakin Skywalker or destroyed him. Um, and that Anakin was truthfully like re like he woke up, like, you know, had like whenever Luke was there and take, take off the helmet, everything like it. Mm-hmm. I truly like, I, I like to look at them as, as two separate characters. Um, and like now after seeing like what Vader sees, like, uh, I don't know, it's just become like very popular. I don't know if it's been out before in the co- like novels and, and comics beforehand, but um, recently I know I've just been seeing like all over Twitter and TikTok of like what Vader actually sees like through his eyes, like whenever he's meditating and like how he sees the world and how he sees oh, himself. He and sees, like uh, it's it's so fascinating. I, I've kept yeah. up with the Vader run that's been ongoing since uh, 2020 by Greg Pak, and it's a uh, it's some of the best Vader content you'll ever get, just because mm. it's it really shows you that. of the time, all of the time, he is going to find a way to relate whatever is happening to him to his tragedy, to Padme, to Obi-Wan, to Shmi, to Qui-Gon, to like anything he can, he can, Ahsoka, like anything he can think of that was tragic to him. It's always running through his mind, Palpatine torturing him, shit like that. Like that's, Mm. that's always running through his mind. And, uh, there's actually a point where he does, uh, as Vader, he meets uh, the Amidalans, which we I brought up a, multi- a couple times here. Uh, he meets Sabe, who explains to Vader that, you know, Anakin Skywalker uh, died alongside his fellow Jedi, uh, protecting the, the Republic. And he's a, he's a hero to Naboo because of his, his close relationship with our queen and Senator Padme Amidala. Mm. We mourn him along with her loss. And obviously Vader, not not a huge fan of hearing this. Mm. Uh, he's <laughs> the whole time in his head. He's thinking about uh, and this is after the Empire Strikes Back, so he's even thinking about Luke choosing to jump mm. to death before taking his hand. Um, Damn! Damn! <laughs> Ooh, it's so like so crazy that like the novels can make you think of you know, these situations that we just take for granted and like common knowledge in so many different ways. Um, and just like how beautiful the story really is. Like told me you killed him. <laughs> God, like, and I, I don't know, like Anakin, my, like my favorite Anakin moments are like when him and Padme are like, you know, in the flower fields hmm. um, and like, like Padme's <laughs> outfit in there is like, like, that's like one of my favorite Padme outfits as well. Top tier. Um, character design and uh and you know like i don't know like the romantic side of anakin was was pretty cute um and like he was obviously badass as a jedi you know no one could touch him he Mm. was uh i mean the The chosen one after the the scar on the eye the robot hand and uh Mm. you know when i was younger and i watched like the 2d micro series when it would pop up for like those three minutes Mm. in between shows on on cartoon network or something that that version of anakin that's like the blue scars mm-hmm. coursing over the corner of his body. That's like the back to running through his veins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm. that's such a badass design and stuff like that. Always, always got me when I was a younger kid. Pod racing. Oh. Um, now, now this it, is pod racing. racing. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, Only human to ever win such a competition. Damn. I mean, the literal chosen one. Um, maybe if there's a new chosen one, you know, it, it, 
maybe when when one goes, one has to to rise. And uh, I guess Grogu's around that age. Well, he'd be alive. He would have been already alive, I guess. So maybe yeah, yeah, not quite. Plenty, almost plenty but, of time uh, for the for, force of the <laughs> galaxy to get all nice and fucked up for Grogu to fix one. Day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Anakin, just an awesome character, you know. And all all the reprisals of Anakin, Jake Lloyd, uh, Matt Lanter as the. Uh, Clone Wars voice Hayden Christensen, obviously the one that p- defines the character of Anakin for us. He's kind of like the Andrew Garfield of Star Wars. Um, for some reason, people hated his performance back whenever it happened, but now people are like, "Oh, actually, it was really good and beautiful and uh, super amazing," and we can't wait to have him back. And it's like, hey, and I'm gonna tell you what, man, in 15 years. People going to be eating their words on Daisy Ridley. They're going to be eating their words mm. on John Boyega. Bit like this. I think it'll kind of be like, we found something. We found something 15 years later that we don't like as much as we don't, didn't like uh, the sequel trilogy. And therefore the sequel trilogy looks better to us. Uh, mm. It always happens. It's always a natural course of action. Mm. <laughs> uh, ah, humans. Humans. Can never appreciate what we've got while it's happening. Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess I'm so glad number one. Give it, yeah. give it to us. All right, so my number one. Uh, this, this is to me, she's royalty. This is Princess Leia Organa mm-hmm. at my at my top one. She's uh, absolutely my favorite character in Star Wars, and uh, this is the only one that is a. Uh, really become top one within the last couple years you know mm. mm-hmm. the the more i've grown older to appreciate story and stuff i uh i just the more i fell in love with leia and the more i fell in love with carrie fisher's portrayal of leia and uh, you know she was always always top five but there now there's zero doubt to me she's top one and i don't think there's mm-hmm. any character that will ever that will ever supersede that um mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like uh, the they're about to go down to the trash compactor, and uh, you know they're, they're thinking, "How are we gonna get down there?" And Leia's like, "Just give me that, pew pew pew," you know, and then just like ah, I like she's just get down there, you furry elf. She's just so badass, and the, the fact that she she you know was like, "No, I don't need to be a Jedi to be as badass as I am. I'm mm. already it. I'm already." that bitch you know like I, she's already there she doesn't need any more hey um, and i love i love 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 leia and han you know mm. that them being my top two is definitely purposeful you know them together is really what propels them to the top of this list as well mm-hmm. um that i've seen people go you know like it's kind of shitty of han to be like i know to when she says like i love you and i i tend to disagree I tend to disagree. You know, I think uh, not only is it incredibly in character for Han Solo, but it's also like the entirety of the Empire Strikes Back. This man is trying his best to get her to say that. Uh, Mm. Like, he's like, he couldn't be more clear in the fact that he knows the way she feels and he's taunting her for it. Mm. Uh, Like, like, (laughs) you know, like, and even after at the beginning of the movie when he's like, uh, you know, I'm a head out. I like I, I get to leave. 
what whatever i'm i'm leaving and then he goes to leia and it's like you don't want to say goodbye what's up how you doing <laughs> uh like i think he just can't resist to say goodbye and neither could she you know and i think uh mm. you know when she says i love you and he goes i know i think it's to reassure her you know like don't feel guilty about waiting till now to say it i always knew you did was that scripted no. i know, like it was improvised yeah that's what i thought which kind of just makes it all the better Oh yes. Um, in my opinion. I, I wonder what was scripted. If he was just supposed to say, like, I love you too, or like goodbye, like, you know, just like a classic, just like a normal response. Like I wonder uh what was actually planned. But uh I believe it was I love you too, but Harrison Ford said like Harrison Ford didn't feel like it was right or something. I mean, it's one of the most iconic Star Wars lines there is. Um along you know True. No, I'm your father. That's probably number one right there um do it is pretty iconic do it is pretty um, iconic so uncivilized hello there um, yes the original script called for solo to respond with a generic i love you too but harrison ford instead decided in the moment damn to utter what is perhaps what a the most genius line what a genius ah and he just that was just just his job, you know. He's just filling in his role as an actor. Mm. He don't care about the lore, but he does that. Maybe, right. he, maybe he's really you, hot in real you life. Get it? You, know? you get your character, though. You know, maybe like you, he's you hot in real life. You know, uh, maybe he doesn't want he doesn't want everyone to know that he's super into it. Mm. You know, he's yeah. he's just a true hero in real life too. But he doesn't want anyone. He wants to just be the bad guy. He wants to be the bad guy. But yeah, you know, uh, Leia Organa, uh, Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher just snaps the legend. Any picture of her flipping off a camera, that's um, pretty much guaranteed saved the camera roll instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love, you know, the Jabba Slayer, kill, killer of Jabba the Hutt, terrorizer of Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Um, gets to bring an end to that man. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. Um, rebellion general, uh, later leader, founder of the Resistance. Uh, sees the rise of the First Order before anyone else. Uh, tries to convince the New Republic that something bad is coming. They don't believe her. They believe her to be a radicalist. And, uh, you know, ultimately... Just the like New your Republic mama. ...fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. You, you know, and I used to, like, kind of be, like, weirded out of the... Um, whenever Kylo was supposed to kill her, uh, mm-hmm. and he, you know took back and she does the superman fly back into there you know force fly yeah, right right but like for one it's not how i want leia to go no um uh, and that's not how she should have gone Mm-mm. and like she i mean she's the daughter of anakin and padme like brother she's- of luke skywalker like she is just as powerful like, you know, maybe not so in tune because she's not training and all of that, but like it's in her blood. Yeah, and like she's, good. she's the force for one. Not gonna let her die either, right there. Mm-hmm. Um like I don't know. I think like now that like my initial reaction was kind of like, what? Oh, you know, it, like, looked, that was it weird. looked goofy as hell. And but especially like, because it was all these different circumstances around it too, because it was like Carrie Fisher had actually just died, and it was like true. oh, yeah. okay. So that's how they're just going to go ahead and kill her and we're going to move on and then kill her in the movie and we're going to move on. And then she comes back and you're like, oh, 
okay, like that was the weirdest shit I've ever seen mm. in my life because <laughs> I thought they were just taking an easy out. And now mm. it's just, now it's like, oh, we're going to keep trying something here. Mm. And, you know, ultimately it does pay off. You know, we get to see, a. this will be a nice little segue into year number one, but uh, mm. mm-hmm. ultimately it does pay off. You know, we do get to see Leia see Luke one last time. Um, mm. Mm. When he, when he enters, he enters the rebel base on crate and uh, hands her the die and, takes her hand kisses her on the forehead and he uh she comments on his hair he comments on her hair and he's she's like yeah i did it myself or something (laughs) like that uh, but in that moment knowing that uh leia understands she fully knew yeah she was like this is is it for you this is this is kind of like the last we'll see of each other i also know you're definitely not here as Mm -hmm. we just took hands and i absolutely could not feel you um like that just that should no just matter boom. your opinion on the sequels, no matter that was one of the most beautiful like Star Wars moments of all time. The end of the Last Jedi is just um, so strong with yeah. Ray lifting the rocks and Finn going to greet her and Luke fading away in front of Kylo and Leia being able to watch oh. get that last moment with Luke. Like God damn! Then Leia and Ray really linking up for the first time and Ray being like how are we going to survive this? And her being like, we have everything we need, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm. ah, God damn. Hope. God damn. As long as there's hope, it's all you need. That's a Leia, a Leia line. How about, how about Leia. this, this lineage? Yoda, Count Dooku, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka. But we also got branching off from Yoda and Obi-Wan. Luke Skywalker, then Luke Skywalker to Leia Organa, and Leia Organa to Rey. Um, mm, true, true. Yeah, man, the the Yoda lineage, man. <laughs> Yoda's got them all, but uh, but ah, uh, just you think like we ever get Luke and Leia like training together? You know, like I'm you- still holding out hope that we uh, get post-Return of the Jedi animated series mm. about them. That'd uh, be good. I, I, I can't believe it hasn't been done. I don't know. That seems so obvious, you know, just to like, because you don't, you don't need Mark Hamill back. And, you know, it is voice acting, and that's what Mark Hamill's kind of goaded at. But, uh, like, uh, you, you don't need Harrison Ford back. You don't need you don't you don't need to have Carrie Fisher's voice. You know you got all these other people who could reprise the roles in voice replication mm-hmm. and animate it in the Clone Wars style or something new. I don't know. Like it could be so fucking cool. Like uh, showing her lightsaber. Like the fact that they showed her lightsaber. I mean, it it would it would boggle my mind if they don't touch this. Like, ever again. Like, uh, if they don't touch the fact that Leia was a Jedi, she turned it down. But at one point, she trained with Luke. And, like, I don't, became I even don't more see, badass. Like, you I, know, I think, like, like uh, eventually, this is... I think this is exactly why Luke and Grogu's storyline ends where it ended. It mm. just It just really ties it off to make it clean. There's this side of the universe... And there's this side of the universe, all the stuff that really fed into uh, Ben Solo and Ray and uh, the sequel trilogy 
uh, character involvement, maybe not so much like Snoke and Palpatine and stuff that could still be tied to the other stuff potentially. But, Mm -hmm. uh, Hmm. like, I think, uh, if you have one side of the universe where the rebels crew, Ahsoka, Mando, uh, Grogu are on that side and you got Luke, Leia, Lando, Han, Ben Solo doing their thing on this side of the universe. I think it just keeps that side of the universe clean, free of any interaction with their characters. And it's mm. just, it just makes it better for their arc later on just to work out the way it does. But, uh, it's fair. That's, I mean, I, you know, I, like I'm all for wanting Grogu to go back to Luke, but like also at the same time, I just rather him not be at the temple at the time Kylo goes crazy. Exactly. Um, so I like, I would re- much rather see, um, Den just spend out his life, um, father and son. And he is just, he becomes a little Mandalorian and he's mm. trained by Sabine and, and Ezra and like, yes. like that, that, that is, so much better, in my opinion. Um, and I will say, if they ever reprise Leia Organa again in live action, just just go ahead and give it to Billy Lord, her daughter, uh, who mm-hmm. did reprise her in that scene where she was a Jedi. It was it was Billy Lord with some CGI augmentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is Carrie Fisher's daughter, and I just think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Was uh, what about Rogue One at the very end? Do you, do you, I, cause that was like, uh, like, I don't know who, if there was a stand in actress or I'm not or sure if like there that, was a stand in was... actress either, or if she was 100% CGI. I'm assuming there was a stand in actress, uh, mm. cause there was one for Tarkin, but, uh, mm. uh I'm yeah, not sure if that would have been. I mean, the thing is, is that like, Leia in Rogue One, I mean, she didn't like, you know, you could obviously tell, oh. like, this is, this is a CGI. Leia Mm -hmm. but like now like the stuff we have now like seeing Luke that good um the only thing that is left to fix with this is the eyes of of you know Luke they're a little Mm -hmm. empty sometimes and like they just kind of don't move normally like human eye eyeballs do and then the voice like uh and this one's kind of up in the air uh, because he is a Jedi master and they kind of talk like that anyway. Like, right. um, like he could kind of get away with that, but if he's going to, that's why for me, if we're going to have scenes with Luke Skywalker interacting with people, he truly cares about, it's got to be animated and there's got to be a voice actor, mm. uh, just to, to present that emotion, to present that, uh, that inflection and in voice to be able to hear it. And, you know, I think they also get away with that because Mark Hamill's alive. Mm. I think it'd yeah. be kind of a little, it'd be a little fucked up to do it with Carrie Fisher uh, mm. at this point. Uh, mm. And, you know, they got away with it in Rogue One because it, like, it was so close in proximity. It was crazy that she was in that movie and then died like a couple weeks later. Like it mm. was so tragic, but, uh, but yeah like i just i just don't think they pull that off in good faith anymore um but i do think that they could reprise it with a stand-in actress and just uh and and it should be her daughter i think that would be really cool it is be super cool is she like into star wars at all like is she yeah she is lieutenant conics in the uh in the sequel trilogy she's a part of it uh that's amazing 
she like goes to comic cons and she's like recited, uh, you know, like, uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Oh, she's like, my God. she's like recited it on stage from memory because she grew up watching her mom. Oh, do stuff. That's she's- so cool. That is, oh my God. Um, well, to, just to, to give out my number one, uh, the brother, um, Luke Skywalker. Um, fitting that number ones are Luke and Leia, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Luke, Luke's, uh, always been my guy. Um, the dyad before the dyad. Not Anakin. Um, even though I'm a prequel baby, um, I didn't gravitate towards Han. I didn't gravitate towards Anakin. Like, I was stuck with Luke. The mm. whole way through and through. Uh, he's just good guy Luke. Uh, and I just, his coming like from absolutely nothing, you know, to a literal legend that people don't even think exists in real life, um, is, is insane. Going, you know, from a farmer to that. Right. Um, and, farmer. and, you know, he always stayed true to himself. There were a few times where he went a little dark, but he always found his way back. And he mm. he was, uh, I don't know, like Return of the Jedi, that black outfit, the yeah. green saber, every like everything about Luke there was just like, oh my god, like this is as I mean, it's it's the closest we got to seeing Luke in his prime. Like this is he is entering his prime at this moment, and mm. I want to have as much as it is as I can. And, uh, and I mean, past the original trilogy, you know, you have, um, Mandalorian season two finale, um, just absolutely blew everyone away. Um, everyone was in tears, just freaking sobbing. Um, you know, while Luke is just absolutely crushing these dark troopers or, uh, is that what they call it? Yeah, dark troopers. You got it right. And we saw Din, like almost die from one like took him so long to get one and like we were so relieved whenever we just saw them all like go out the airlock we're like oh thank like thank god they don't have to deal with these guys because there's no way they're taking them out and then you see luke skywalker come in just absolutely going crazy and i saw like something pointed out to me is moff gideon watching the screen um realizing in this moment that Luke Skywalker isn't a legend and that he is real. He is realizing in this moment that, oh shit, that is Luke Skywalker. That's a real dude. And he's actually on my ship right now. And like, I'm it's fucked. the first time that you see Moff Gideon afraid. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, his he's in shock, like true, like, he can't yeah, he, believe he knows it. he knows he lost like he knows that's it for him you know and, and uh, that's why whenever it's happening he tries to kill himself yeah he yeah. like he tries to kill the baby and then tries to kill himself and he's like i can't see a way out of this if you don't win i don't win like that's like that's god damn but uh and then you know he slices them all up they're all uh, the elevator scene uh you know the 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 Symmetry between this and, and Vader's Rogue One uh, scene mm. is just beautiful. You play them side by side. They they have you know some of the some same movements. You know it's not like all the, the same, but like very similar uh, similar vein. And and they knew what they were doing. Oh, um, and you know he stands at the door and and uh, I forget like who says it, but they're like, um, should I open the door? And then someone's like, 
yeah like yes open the, like, oh like i forget like what was said but it no, was like yeah, well den den's like open the door and fennec shand goes are you fucking crazy oh, that's right that's oh, like that's right. <laughs> like no fucking way we're gonna let this guy in and you know i think there's a I think it's really cool, you know, that Din looks at Grogu and he sees the way Grogu's reacting. And he's like, uh, okay, so this is what I've been waiting for here. Mm. Uh, and God, that last interaction there with Luke taking Grogu off. And I'm I'm standing by it. It's not cheapened. It's not cheapened by reuniting them in the Book of Boba Fett. Like, mm. I've seen so much of that take. Uh, mm. And... Like while I do think you know we could see some more interesting story the other way, I just think it was uh it was dangerous territory with the with the Luke Skywalker of it all in terms of how much story you could tell comfortably over there and how much Luke Skywalker could comfortably be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and was I mean, have a like, whole side of the story in the Mandalorian season three? Probably not. So like, the whole reason then is even you know, wanting to give Grogu back to Luke is because the armorer said, like, you have to reunite him with his people, you know? So, like, this, it comes from the armorer in the first place, which now we know is just, you know, a cult leader, you know, basically. Mm. And, uh, and like, so we never really asked the question of, like, what does Grogu want to do? You know, does does Grogu even want to go with Luke? Oh, yep. You know, Um, Den tells him you have, he even tells him at one point, you know, like, when I find your people, I have to give them back to you. I have to give you back to them. You know that, right? You'll have to go with them. And, mm. you know, Grogu agrees because, you know, Den tells him to do it. And even Luke tells him in that Mm -hmm. moment, you know, he, he won't Mm -hmm. go unless you tell him it's okay. Yeah. And Um, now we just know that if we would have just asked Grogu, he would have never left in the first place. mm -hmm. Um, and uh and that i don't know i think it it strengthens like den and grogu's relationship if anything um like like everyone's first instinct is like yeah we want to see luke and grogu training like that that's what everyone wants to see we want to see you know them like dueling it out with sabers you know training like obviously but like the story's so much better if he's with den Mm. like it's so much cuter so much better and like so much more entertaining um so you know like there's the star wars itch that we need but then there's also like just this is a beautiful story that's on you know unraveling before me and uh we can't just have everything that we would want you know yeah um but um not to say that luke's uh you know appearances in book of boba weren't uh amazing um, it was some of the best Star Wars content kind of ever released, um, which is insane that they just keep doing it. Um, they keep topping it. Um, and I mean, the, so much the technology, like the, oh my God, that one line, like literally combining like 45 years of history of Star Wars history into like one line, mm. all like in that one line, you think you think back to Ahsoka and Anakin and their whole relationship and the falling out and, and freaking their fight, you know, the, the whole arc between Ahsoka and Anakin. And then you hear her say this and you're like, oh, so Ahsoka knows that Anakin was redeemed in the end and that he did come back because, like, she wouldn't say this um, if, like, she was still thinking of Anakin as, you know, I don't, and, like, I don't know. In like this way, so like Luke that's has an interesting. Ex- that's an interesting take. I always I interpreted it more as uh, 
less as she knows for sure that Vader's been redeemed and Anakin came back, which I'm sure she does at this point. Mm. But I think it's even cooler for Luke to hear about the good things about his father mm. before he fell to the dark side. Like, uh, like even so, even though he fell to the dark side before that, he was a good man. And mm. I see a lot of that man in you. And I think that, I think that's really cool to say as well. The thing that kind of gets me is that Luke, the, the thing Luke says right before Ahsoka says that is, I wonder if his heart is in it. Like while he's looking at Grogu. And then mm. she says, You're so much like your father. And like what sparked her to say that in that moment? You know, like, I don't know if his heart is in it. Like, uh, it doesn't really seem like an Anakin. I'm pretty sure that was the line right before. Um, I'm yes, pretty it, sure. It, I, I'm fairly certain it was as well. And um, I, I had some thoughts on this uh, because I thought it was also an interesting placement of the line. And I've, I've ultimately rationalized it to be, uh, you know, Anakin... he saw Ahsoka not fully in on what the Jedi were about on multiple occasions. And he himself was not fully in on what the Jedi were about. And just, uh, these, these uncertainties surrounding Anakin and what he, mm. what he thought about the Jedi order, you know, and in this moment where he looks at Grogu and is like, I, I just don't know if his heart is in it. You know, uh, he's, he's caring, he's attentive. He wants what's best for the person, for the person in training. Doesn't, uh, doesn't want to force anything on them. So, you know, if his heart's not in it, I don't want to make him be here, but, uh, you know, if his heart is in it, I want him to, I want him to get rolling, you know? And, uh, I think hmm. Ahsoka's just like, you know what? That's, that's pretty, pretty much like how I knew your father it was just, a just a good guy, <laughs> you know, just looking out. And hmm. I think that's, uh, that's ultimately how I took it. Hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, like, I just pulled, like, I don't know, the way, like, she's looking at Luke whenever he's, like, uh, I think it's just, like, kind of in conversation, she just reminds him of Anakin so much. Like, it wasn't necessarily related to, uh, like, I wonder if his heart is in it. Like, I don't think it's, like, anything sparked that specifically, but I think, like, it's just kind of in general. Like, she was, like, she's just, like, wow, like, uh. Real, like he really does shine through, like shine through to you. And I, I think like, it's just, I don't know. It's so beautiful that they just talked like about Anakin, like they've had conversation, you know, like obviously this isn't the first time they're talking. Hmm. Um, and like, just to know what they said to each other, um, would just be amazing. But like, I can only assume that Ahsoka told him all of the stories of like the good that Anakin did. And then Luke, I mean, he had to have brought up that like, at the end, he like, you know, was redeemed and, and right. saw me yeah, through like his I like had to have. Um, but uh, like every uh, every moment that we get with Luke just seems to get better and better and better. Um, and you know, the deepfake technology um, is insane. Yeah. Um, and like, it just looks so good. Um, and the fact that we can have like prime Mark Hamill. Um, in the Here. year 2022 um, is is insane so uh i mean that's i felt uh felt as if luke is uh the only person who can who can be at the top of my list um and it's i mean 
from the original trilogy alone, he's already there uh, for me. It's it's the whole story, um, yeah. but but everything is just enhanced. Um, every every thing we get from him. So, oh no, it absolutely is. Not gonna lie to you, man. I just noticed that uh, I didn't plug my microphone in. Uh, it will have recorded all this audio, but if it sounds a lot worse quality, that's why. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how much worse it sounds, but uh, yeah. I mean, you've been sounding pretty good the whole time. I didn't right, even cool. know. I didn't even really kind of notice until you just said that. So, all right, cool. Maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was, but uh, nevertheless, I guess that rounds out our top five. You know, uh, mm. and this this top five did take us a little bit over an hour, which is fantastic. That <laughs> Of a top 25, we even got another hour out of that top five. And, uh, man, topping our lists, Luke Luke Skywalker for you, Leia Organa for me, and that just feels fitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 two. the two. The twins, you know. The dyad before the dyad. Mm. The OG. The OGs. But, yes, uh, with that, that concludes our Star Wars Top 100. Glad I have a list to refer to now, you know, and so that I have like, this, this is be kind of ever, ever changing too, kind mm-hmm. of updated as, as it goes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to see, uh, to see how it might evolve over time. And I don't know that we'll revisit this topic anytime soon, but, uh, hmm. uh, perhaps, perhaps several years down the line when we've gotten some more Star Wars content and we can, uh, really, really shuffle shit around. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe a Marvel top. Hmm. However many. I don't know if I could quite do 100. I could probably do 100. But uh, at least 50. You know, I could probably do it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, definitely do a 50. But uh, yes, with that, we conclude the Penny Bloom podcast. It was I, Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. This was uh, an absolute blast. Uh, finally glad we got around to doing it. And uh, oh. always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. always a pleasure to have you. If you would. Head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Leave a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always 